Tucks don't get cold feet. This is number 44, and we are privileged to have here James Donald Forbes McCain. It's great to be here. He's a writer, stand-up comedian, composer, poet, critic, rapper. You've got to have a lot of Co- names and a lot of titles or people don't respect you. Motivational, speech, motivational yep. speaker, social media influencer, radio presenter, self-help guru, and... Captain of industry. That's correct. Now, I'm assuming he might have some letters after his name. Hmm? No, I dropped out of university pronto. I got my BA and I was gone. And captive in- I submit in terms of captain of industry stakes in- to present company. So he has done a fair bit. And, you know, he's definitely got a face... Is, that's good for radio. Thank you. I, well, they don't let me on radio anymore. I've been removed <laughs> but from radio. But you are behind many things, and I welcome you on Ducks Don't Get Coffee. It's a pleasure to be here. I tell you, one of my great hopes is to have a supermarket empire. I, I don't tell a lot of people that except okay. my wife when I'm shopping. <laughs> and I frankly, I've I've never prepared as much to be either a guest or or to have anyone else on my podcast okay. as I have today. So yeah. if I may. Yes. All right. Yeah, yeah. You may go into the deep. I must admit, I to get he, a he's come in briefcase. quite official today. I actually couldn't find my tie. And James has actually come in all official today. He's dressed up. I'm calling him. He looks like Harry Potter. I can't believe you haven't shown me the respect of putting on a tie. Absolutely <laughs> disgraceful. Unforgivable. Frankly, I have. Uh, you, you, may, you may have my tie if you need it. I have some. I need to start. I need Is that a crow's tie? No, I got it at an op shop. It has a kidneys on it. Question number one. Now, are you familiar with the Red Rooster line? I love Red Rooster. Uh, here is a... Now, where do I hold it up? I absolutely love Red Rooster. A Red Rooster, a rooster roll. Oh, they're wonderful. It, it microwave chicken mayo with a bucket load of barbecue sauce on the top. Bow. An Australian icon. Yeah, I don't know. What is there? But look at this. It's only found in Western Sydney. That's red. how you know the location of Western Sydney is where the red roosters are. If you chart all the red roosters on the map of Sydney, yeah, that's the east-west Sydney divide. Oh, my now, God. Similarly, Melbourne. How do you find What's the big divide in Melbourne? I'll tell you. It's where the Gormans are, right? Okay. That's Gormanistan. That's just all the Gormans, and that's the only bit of Melbourne you'd want to live in. If you look closely, that's correct. Well, I like the more Box Hill. You know, Box Hill's fine. Glen Waving. St Kilda is an anomaly. You wouldn't so find me in St Kilda. Is it in personally. there or not? Is oh, no, it's Gorman, 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 Gorman. But you see up here in the north, nothing. Down here, the Frankston area, no Gormans. Western suburbs, Footscray, not a Gorman inside. Can you see where this is going? Mm, something's going on here. Where are the Drakes <laughs> in the eastern suburbs of Adelaide? Now, you've got a mini, a sort of like, what would you call that, a West Berlin type situation? No, it's a mini. It's a tiny, tiny. Unley. A Burnside. Norwood. This whole region. Beaumont. Crying out for a Drakes. Where is the Drakes in the eastern suburbs of Adelaide? I know. I feel I've, I've, I've got a bit of work to do. I think you can compete. I think you, you work in a – I think Drake's as a brand is going to work in the eastern suburbs. This is where all of the mega – all those new contenders for like the hip Adelaide yeah. independent supermarket are. The, the Fruville. Yeah. Who else? Pasadena. Mr. Mr. Nick's Pasadena. Pasadena. Great, fantastic supermarket. Absolutely. We would never denigrate the competition. And Aldi is now sweeping across. But this is prime 
Drake's real estate. So instead of Coles on the parade, it should be Drake's. That's what I'm saying. I'm anti-Coles. I'm openly anti-Coles. You don't have to be. And edit out anything uh, no, you don't want up there. No, I, I am anti-Coles. Don't worry about that. You're not alone here. I've, I've never... I'm excited I'm getting questions. Oh, wow, there's so many more. Well, that's, the, that's the first one, is I wanted to... Well, I can see... Because there's a history, right, where this was, there was Drake's IGA. Up. There's no doubt. In the office, right on the wall. This is the hit list. This so I'll give you a bit zone. of a brief history so you can... I'd love it. So, so Tom the Cheap, it's where it all started many, many moons ago. Mm-hmm. And then from that, if you look at my old man, he was with Coles. Yes. And then, unfortunately, he didn't make it. Okay. Yeah, he got told he'd never make it in the industry, so... He left and started a three-lane supermarket in Mitcham. Yes. It's now a clothing store. Okay. So then, Drake's, Torrensville. That's Battleground. the flagship first. Battleground. Battleground. First flagship store. In fact, they still think my old man's Greek. They call him Drakos. Well, that, ca- that helps in you the You need to put that up area. on your own sort of effort. Um, they, that's, so, that's, so that's the first one. Yep. And that's where it started. We didn't get on the eastern seaboard because Dad lived in Mobbury. Yep. So we concentrated around all the uh, areas where he, he lived. So hence why we missed out on all this valuable land. Which is now ripe for taking, I believe. Because <sighs> well, I think it's the eastern seaboard, it's an older group of people. It's, uh, this is where I also wanted to ask about demographics and where people live and how you have different shops for different yeah. areas. Yeah, we do that. But this is where, uh, this is a Chinese area. In a in large part, increasingly, this is where I, I spent some time here. I went you to school a, over here. You don't look hmm? that Chinese, but I'm assuming you. I can have speak almond eyes. I have oh. beautiful almond eyes, <laughs> and it's Absolutely. it's older people yeah. who who struggle with the technology that's being brought in. This dystopian tech at your Coles and Woolworths, yeah. the the real customer surveillance. You can't find a person <laughs> anywhere. I've been going to Drake's recently and and briefing on finding out about what I would ask at this great opportunity. There's always people to help you buy stuff on the way out. I actually haven't seen a self-serve yet. Do you have any self-serve? Yeah, we have a couple, but yeah. they're more self-assistance. Yes. So we have someone there yeah. at all times uh, helping people if they want to do that. Some people just want to grab two things and go through it, but let's face it, anyone scanning their own products, yeah. you might as well get a job with me. Well, I mean, you go to a, you go to a fancy Coles <laughs> or something, it may be in the, you know, and it's just 57 Scan yourself out, yeah, and then two security guards looking at you in a nasty. It's a weird, threatening environment that I think, as they increasingly bring that in, that's not an eastern suburbs. It's vibe. not, is it? I think they'll be alienated. That's so, my guess. So Coles should be right for the picking. Well, they've they've decided to go in that direction. Well, I think in part because they're a they're a public company and they've got people on their board who are insisting that if Woolworths is going in this direction, they have to. And I think you have a freedom as a private company, to rebel. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm with you, but I think maybe we'll start picking off the weaker food lands. There are some, there are some weak food lands. I, I wanna, what's, the, what's the orange one? Food, food works? Uh, yeah, food works. I've, I've, had, <laughs> I've found one good food works. There's one, there's one Where? really good. Where's that? Uh, it's over. It's, at, uh, it's uh, near, it's Brompton way Uh, and there's one good one and i was shocked because that i don't understand their corporate structure i've tried to look it up 
It's insane. I don't know why it exists. It's national. I've never seen them advertise. Yeah, they... Um, they seem to have no national control over any of them. They act as a, like a co-op where yeah. they give people the, the tools to be able to run a supermarket, but they're all individually owned. There's, there's one uptown where they don't sell tampons. You're joking. No, my wife tried to buy tampons there years ago and they said, they're dirty. We don't sell those. And I thought, that's... That's wow. unusual. Okay. Anyway, that's, well, I thought I'd get some clarification I, on that. Um, you know, no one's ever drawn it up like this, but you've got a very valid point. But as a pri- now, what can you do as a private business that they can't? So you're going to knock off the food lands first, because well, they're you know I, I don't meta- think I don't, I, think, I don't think you can be competitive by having one store unless it's a special store like yes. a Fruville or like a Pasadena or like a Norwood Foodland. They're all fantastic. But if it's yes. if it's just ho hum. I think you'll be you'll be getting eaten up because you can't compete in price. If you go through a third no. party as a provider and you're not supplying the groceries from your own warehouse or your fruit and veg from your own warehouse or your meat from your own warehouse. You can't compete. No, because you're paying. You know, your people got to understand that these other stores are paying people for that privilege. Yes. We're not. You can go over and above. But you've had to rebuild those relationships. Yeah, so we've, we got when rid of IGA. We got rid of yeah. Foodland and we've gone Drake's. We have declared... Drakes. Drakes. I feel like you were about to say war, and at the last minute you pivoted and said Drakes. But, well, but that means you had to build that, right, from Absolutely, from once, scratch. We, once we had a warehouse. Yes, and the warehouse was, is this 20? Three years ago. Right. Yeah, so that's what changed the whole dynamics of the supermarket interface here, right here in South Australia. The, the grounds have been drawn. Mm-hmm. And let's just say there's going to be a few more exciting battles along the okay. way. Okay. Well, look, I think you can knock some of these off because even the big ones, the fancy ones, I think they're making some mistakes. The Fruville, yeah. they've got such a lovely bakery. Yeah. The bakery section is great. Yeah. But they have put it next to the enormous fishmonger. There's a very, it's a very, no negativity, it's an extremely fishy smell shop. Yeah. See, I can see where they've gone. We want a lot of fish. No one's doing big fishmonger. Yeah. But also... There's a reason. Fruville or Pasadena? Mm, no, Fruville. Uh, am I yeah. thinking of the right one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Enormous fish section. Yeah. Now, these people, they're also all in bottle shops as well, though. Uh, the, the they tend to be. other people. The other people. Like yeah, the competitors. But there's, is there no alcohol dimension to the Drake's business? Yeah, we got five liquor stores, okay. six liquor stores, celebration stores. Okay. And with the rules so backwards here, you would assume that, you know, when people go into a grocery store, buying a bottle of wine makes sense. Yes. No, it doesn't. Not, not here in South Australia. You actually, you used to in the old days get licences. So every hotel you bought, you got three licences within a 5K radius that you could open a liquor store. Right. That's why Coles and Woolworths bought every Every hotelier out in a day, and they all cleaned up. Yes. So they just cashed I up. never knew why they owned. Because, yeah, Woolworths owned the Exeter, I think, for a time. Yeah, well, yeah. They, I, I, I'd just put it out there to people listening that they own probably 70% of all pubs and clubs out there owned by Coles or Woolworths. And they, oh, they, now they also own... No, no, they're corporate citizens, so now the Endeavour Group opens them, which Coles, well, Woolworths just happens to be a shareholder of. But, you know, there's... A controlling shareholder, uh, maybe. Yeah, I did a little one on that one, but... Yeah, this is the world we live in. We live in a duopoly. Well, then they also own Dan Murphy. Like Dan Murphy's and BWS are owned by the same, Uh, I think uh, both are Coles. Yeah, absolutely. Dan Murphy's of Woolworths, actually. Dan Murphy's is Woolworths. Yeah, BWS. Yeah. But every other state has liquor in a grocery store. 
Uh, not oh, sorry, Victoria does? Yeah, New South yeah, Wales yeah, does? They do, but not Queensland where we okay. are and not South Australia where we are. It appears to be, well, you think about it. Coles and Woolies have overpaid pubs that the guys in the pubs in the day have probably have walked away very handsomely. Yes. Now, you imagine bringing in a rule where you can just open up a liquor store now where you didn't need to overpay for that. They'd, they're big investments. So they'll be controlling that as well. They control everything. It's not a conspiracy show. But no, I mean, I think they – This is well, this is what I think is nice about South Australia in some parts – other than the inability to ha- control the sale of liquor, which you would think as the big producers of wine, we would have, oh, we'd well, have more independence there. Well, but is South Australia? Are there more privately owned, uh, family-run businesses here? There's more. So family businesses. There's a number. Family businesses in total uh, make up a huge part of um, independent business. We'll call it. But family businesses make up a huge percent of of retailing. Yes, but. When you start to talk about retailing, Coles, Woolworths, yeah, seven. So people put it in perspective. Every hundred dollars you spend in retailing, whether it's at Target, Big W, Kmart, Liquorland, Petstock, whatever, seventy dollars of that goes to Coles and Woolworths. Have they got Petstock? Uh, yes, absolutely, mate. I just used their toilet. I okay. Yep, it wasn't great. Um, well, <laughs> I got to say, thank you, because it was next to the Drakes. Okay. And I just needed a bathroom on the way here while I was researching. It was yeah. very nice of them to well, let me use. I shouldn't talk. It was so, great that they had a bathroom. So I don't think people know this enough, but well, I didn't know Petstock was owned by them as well. Yes. So there, and these are now are these Australian companies or somewhat Australian companies, the Coles and Woolworths, because they're public, but it's not clear who own, you can't find out easily who yeah, owns. So so controlling West Farmers, yeah. um, that was combined with the Coles takeover, and they they've spat Coles out by themselves now. So they're not in part of the West Farmers group. They were part of the West Farmers group. Yeah, they and, cut them loose. Yeah, and they cut them. They basically cut them cut them loose. Yeah, that's exactly what they. And they cut them. Office Works loose as well, which I can't believe. I was a big Office Works fan. Oh, mate, I remain a big Office Works fan. I do. You? I just love printing. <laughs> you you actually do. I, I wish I, they own so much, mate. It's it's actually very. It, it's it's a lot. It's yeah. And it, you, you wouldn't even, as a consumer, you would have no idea about exactly how much it goes to the Coles and Woolworths brand. So how, I mean, Drake's is I think the only privately owned Australian interstate supermarket. I did, a lot, I did a lot of research. So I couldn't find one other that's one. That's close. I think I can claim that we um, um, we are the only vertically integrated okay. family business, independent. We're the largest vertically integrated family business. I don't know what vertically integrated So means. we own the wholesaling yes. and the retailing components. Yep. So, you know, you look at other big groups out there, Romeo's and Chapley's, they just own the supermarket. So they yeah. buy from a third party. So something like IGA is an American yep, company. Yeah, it is that's American, and they do Australia. affiliations here, which they somehow um, they do affiliations here in in Australia. They came and did a deal where you used to have Drake's, Foodland, IGA. Yeah, and everyone was confused. Who is this? Yeah, who is this? And but it's a lot of people getting paid off. And you just said three years ago. We've got our own warehouse. Yeah, we went out on our own drakes. Okay. And to make people feel more comfortable is that, you know, Foodland's a great brand, but we can control our destiny now. Yes. Um, we could never do that before. Where 
you you look at anywhere that you see, like if you go to America, there's almost no independent retailers anymore. It's really just it's it's Walmart, Kruger, and they all just get eaten up. Wawas is but, what I'm seeing a lot more at the moment. People love Wawa, but they also have more. I think they don't have a duopoly as much. They have more franchises that cover the country, but they don't have like McDonald's doesn't dominate America like it dominates Australia. Wow, you're very insightful here, mate. I so spend ba- a lot so of time ba- on Wikipedia. So basically, Australia is the only country in the world that lets someone have such a monopoly over the market. Yes. We call it a duopoly here. So in America, you can't be a bigger share. You can't be bigger than 20% market share in supermarkets. They call that a monopoly. Over 20%. You, you can't be more than 20 You can't be more than 20 So Coles and Woolworths here are 37 and 30-something percent. Yep. And people don't understand how powerful that is. That means, so for instance, I can talk on behalf of us, we had a site and we had the site that we thought we had the site and then they came around a bit later and said, no, no, sorry, mate, um, you know, Coles have come in and offered more money. Just to, just to prevent you getting a site there? Yeah. And then Potentially. That, yeah, which yeah. then for makes a site, um, well, for us, we, we can't sit on a site f- and, and lose millions and millions of dollars where they'll buy a site strategically and lose millions. But there's no public goodwill for Coles and Woolies in Australia. People people don't like them. Yeah, but... They, they use them because they have to and because they're everywhere. Yeah. And they can... People are lazy. And people go to wherever the supermarket is the most convenient for them. Yes. Because... The problem is, you, you talk about Coles, the West Farmers, Bunnings, Catch of the Day, Target, Kmart, Officeworks, you know, Coles, you know, and then you throw in the flybys which hook you in for things you never eat. Clean eat, mate, it, it, clean heat. just keeps on going on and on and on and on. And but there on. could be a political answer. I mean, they must, they must give huge amounts of money to politicians. <laughs> like, it must be a silly... I don't... Again... You edit, edit heavily. I don't want to. <laughs> no, it's not, we don't edit. business strategy. We actually don't edit on the show. So. Someone may have to edit some of this. There'd be huge amounts of uh, like money going out from each and every one of their companies to every politician's campaign to have rules like you can't sell bottles of wine in a grocer because that benefits their duopoly. Yeah, I think you've got to understand. So, Carl's and Woolworths, uh, they have a lot. So they're they're trying to do things and say the right things, like say, hey. Um, we won't sell cigarettes anymore because they're bad for you because we're worried about everyone's health and mm. health and well-being. But they're, you know, they're, some could say they're only doing that so they can try and grab the, um, the chemist trade. So, yeah. so because they're the corporate citizen, I mean, you can't, but you can't run a chemist, can you, and sell cigarettes, can you? That was one of my favourite things in America is that you go to a drugstore to buy your, <laughs> your, medic, you know, your vitamins and you get a $4 packet of... Not Winfield Blues because they don't sell those there, but the cigarettes at the drugstore was unbelievable. Yeah, and so, so they're, they're trying to set this corporate citizen. We're healthy. We oh, love the Mardi Gras. I, I think they've just gone so woke; it's becoming yes. ridiculous about the things that we're seeing. And you know, we're seeing things like uh, they won't sell certain foods on the front end because they don't have more than a four star rating, and you know, they're they're, they're making decisions for people. Um, solely to make themselves look better, yeah. If that's what it's called, looking better. I don't know what. What do you like when you take the kids to the front end? Are you scared? Don't buy that. Don't touch that. You can't have that. Oh, I'm very harsh with the children. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, is it because they're they're public companies, so they don't really get a choice 
in terms of the people, the CEOs running those companies, you would have to make the work choice, or there'd be some. There'd be there are systems in place to try and get public companies to do what is the like work orthodoxy. Well, I mean, you're just so. This is such a. For example, this is a, definitely is cut it, this one. This but if the CEO of Coles said, "I don't, I don't think we're getting good money on Stephen Kane." Helping, helping the Matildas even, or some like yeah. big, you know, having every shop turned into a pro-Matildas thing, the heat on them would be huge. And so they'd be forced to take the loss and still do that campaign or things like that. Or yeah, I, I don't think anyone's got any pro- – I, I think – I actually like the Matildas, yeah, but I, that was one example. But, but I, I don't think you – there's no one that isn't excited about an Australian team – or, you know, getting so far. I was trying to have a less politically divisive example than than the no, Mardi Gras thing yeah, that they but, got behind. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, so so people don't don't mind that. Yes. In in general, you know, good on up with supporting. We're pretty parochial. Australia. Australians are pretty parochial behind it. It could be a darts team if we were watching it. They'd be getting right behind. I it, right? wish we could compete with the Brits at the darts. That's right. Yep. So we can't. So when you look at the other side of the fence, where you're you're talking, you start going down a whole rabbit hole of. Um, Diff, you know, alienating groups by giving yeah. them other groups. I, I just think you're doing everything against what we should all be doing, and that should be should, we should welcome anyone, regardless of any letters, yes. or numbers, or whatever you identify. It's also as. a Who shop cares? that sells food. Correct. So hopefully, politics shouldn't come too oh, strongly. Yeah, they must. They must, and they do. And yeah. you can see some of the decisions. There are people in charge of. These big companies here, there are people actually in charge of, uh, I, they're called wokeness. There are people in. What are you looking at? I'm look at there's there's you, there's <coughs> titles now. Oh yeah. That all their role is is yep. making sure that the politically they, correct police working in the pretty much. Yep. And, you know, I guess you know, Coles, Woolworths, they both make over a billion dollars profit. Uh, you can afford to have someone sitting in an office um, earning a hundred grand, making up all sorts of rules and regulations, and they just would rather do that than cop the heat. But at some stage, and you'll start to see it, people are standing up for what they think is ridiculous. And well, it's also it's inefficient to think like that, right? Like at some point, the products get worse, and the money is yeah too expensive. You you become hobbled by regulation. Well, yeah, you look at I the think. vaccination, like uh, you know. But they were quick to jump on, you've got to be vaccinated to yes. work at Coles and Woolworths. So how does that help someone that understands they're working in a place with lots of people coming yep. around? How does that help you if you've been working for a business for 10 years, 15 years, you're 55 years old, you've never done anything wrong, and all of a sudden you wake up and you can't go to work Yeah, because you don't want to be vaccinated? Is that? Okay? I mean, that is the tip of the iceberg of bad shit they were doing during the... I mean, the fact that they got to continue to operate and everybody else got shut down... And that they already had fleets ready to go and do delivery at people's yeah, homes well, is is nutty, right? The wealth movement to the big companies who got to inform government of what would be a good way to keep ab- society going. Abs- absolutely. They kept the bottle shops open. And the reason they gave was that alcoholics would die otherwise. Yeah. You could have had doctors sending out little bottles of Jack Daniels to people if that was important, but we had to make sure that I could go out and buy a six-pack. <laughs> yeah. Didn't make a lick of sense. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, now we have the equality, diversity, and inclusion advisors now. Now, and do you think that they're making your life better? 
I've been at so many companies where they have a list of 57. It's all about teamwork, inclus- whatever, inclusivity. I won't, I won't go down that rabbit hole. I do nothing but go down that rabbit hole. It's just, uh, I mean, they, they do it also so it's easier to control people and sack them for not living up to our values of inclusivity or like whatever. You want to have people live in a state of fear while they're working for you, I believe. Yeah. Um, oh. Certainly when I was in com- ah, commercial radio towards the end. When I got to, just before I came to Southern Cross Austereo, their slogan that they lived by was hire and retain the best. So cool. Such a cool way to run a company. By the time I got there, it was like the seven pillars of, <laughs> and it's like diversity, inclusion, f- <laughs> lending a helping hand, just like insane. So and every company has this weird rainbow of inclusive language that's, that means nothing and is not incorporated in any way. Excuse me. I apologize. No, I have, I, I, look, yeah. Mate, I love, I, I love, I love, I love this because You're, this is what we see all the time. And I think true leaders need to stand up, draw a line and be prepared to take the good and the bad. Well, look, I, I'm a big fan of yours and your company and I want to help give you the edge. Yeah. I have, I don't know if you've seen Dragon's Den yeah. or Shark Tank. Yeah, yeah. I have some business opportunities and okay. ideas to pitch to you now. This will be fantastic. All right. Number one, yeah. Shandy in a can. Canned Shandy. Sounds yep. like hand shandy. Yeah, it does sound So that's like cheeky. Hand. Yeah. So candy shandy. No one has a shandy anymore. Everyone knows what it is. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to drink beer. You go to a live event. No one wants to drink a light beer in yeah. South Australia. There's no market for that like yep. there is in Queensland. Shandy. Shandy in a can. So there's no shandy in a can. There's no, no shandy in a can. beer and champagne, It might correct? be. Uh, it's beer and lemonade. And I'm told there might be some chemical reasons why they don't do it. Like the lemonade starts to turn uh, oh, well, alcoholic be, but I, I and like things it. explode Maybe, or whatever. So but I think it must be possible. So at Fringe, yes. before your show, if you oh, have yeah. one, could you have a Shandy station? Test the market. I think there's different licensing Test. that goes into that. But I also I'm going to be in America, I think, for this year's Fringe. <laughs> so I'm trying to hire a James McCann impersonator. <laughs> To do my show this year, I'm I'm hey, still finding out. Look, he's possible. on the right track. You'd be excellent, but I, no disrespect, I am trying to find a disabled woman of colour. <laughs> I think that would really open me up to a new market. All a right, can uh, shandy. Uh, yeah, I like it. It's, it's, got, it's got a good one. note All to right? it. Sexy. Number two. I go through town on a weekday, and there are all these office blocks, all these white collar. Workers. Empty. Oh, okay. Oh, no, they're, they're, yeah. Some of them are working. Yeah. I think of the, the Telstra call centre that I used to work in. A terrible, lifeless existence. And they all go out and they buy their lunch. And you want something a little exciting, but you don't want the tyranny of choice. Here's my idea. It's a authoritarian-themed sandwich yeah. shop called No Choices. They sell one sandwich. That's it. North Korean all yeah. over. Yeah. yeah, you do a North Korean-style sandwich yeah. shop. Yeah. And you just – that's it. You One per person. No changes, no cheese, no cheese. The no sandwich is already made. Free, no vegan. Nothing. And we do vegetarian on Fridays out of respect for the Catholic Church. That's it. <laughs> I like this. Fish Friday. I like this. No choices. What's some other flavours you think that people wouldn't get offended by? Well, here, well, here was my thought. No, let them get offended. They don't have a choice. But I was thinking that you're in a good position to make this happen because you can change what's in the sandwiches depending on the market, Right. Like, things go up and down in price. It's the same quality, but maybe turkey's cheap, you know, for a couple of weeks. Oh, maybe so I've got a spin on this for you. Hit me. Why don't you have a Dow Jones sandwich market? 
So it sounds more complicated. So so you have a list of all the all the um a list of all the sandwiches. Yes. And then each of those by what people want for the day. They I should like that. But they don't get that, right? They, this is what they want. Doesn't mean you get it. Right? This is the uh, authoritarian. And let's say I want ham and cheese. Boom, boom. And the higher it is, you don't get it. So what? <laughs> you go on the lower stock market because that's the cheapest one. Yeah. Bang, you make that, send it out to everyone. <laughs> All right, hold on. Well, maybe the highest one. But you could just do that. And you just float the market. But once they ask, I agree on floating the market. Yeah, but it. you could just give them that sandwich. Don't let them have a choice. No, that's what I'm saying. They yeah. have to vote. To get they have a sandwich, to vote. you've got to vote. How do you? It's a supply and demand. That's how the market works. I'll leave that to you. I like the thought of not voting because I like telling people what to do and having an iron well, fist then you and being in control. Market. You can, yeah, you say they'll get what they want. Here's all the sandwiches and then you just pick one at random, Google, boom, that one, bang, we make I like that immediately North Korea was not enough of a tyranny for you and you've gone to the stock market as something more more evil <laughs> more and oppressive. Corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> I've got another, I got another right. one. i got another one. Fuck, we're on to, this could be big. A feature film. This one will lose money. Okay. It's a feature film with a budget of between one hundred and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Okay. All right. Yeah, All right. Cool. We're going back into the bag. Oh, look! It looks it's like it's called Brad's glove, and it's in this Manila folder. Looks like and I finished script. writing it last week. <laughs> now I will. I, I'll allow you to see this. It's a real film script. It is real. And um, what you've written this? I've written a film personally. script. Yes. I will answer any questions you may have about that script and investing in this <laughs> once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Maybe I need to read the script. <laughs> I don't so, know why that so, would be necessary. So has it got something to do with the supermarket? You know, I'm open to it having something to do with the supermarket. So what was We've it called got, again? It's called Brad's Glove. It's about a man who is given a very charismatic glove and must learn to live with the consequences. So is this like, I'm just putting it out there, mm-hmm. a massive Jim Carrey fan? Yes. Like the mask. Is this like the mask, but with a glove? Much lower budget, and Cameron Diaz is not involved. It's also about a classical musician world championship, and I think, I, I think there's a role for Jeffrey Rush. I think Jeffrey's ready to come back. Okay. So, so this glove. V, do you think Jeffrey's ready to come back as the woman in the room? No? All right. Important to take that on note. Here was my other thought about hiring people. There are all these men who got cancelled. And not all of them got cancelled for the same magnitude of stuff, you know. Some of them, are, Harvey Weinstein can't be involved. But what about people who got cancelled for something that, what, just towards the end of the hysteria. Yeah. I got caught up in the... A lot of head shaking. Caught up in the crossfire. Yes. Aziz Ansari? Yeah. No, maybe? Yeah, all right. yeah, no, yeah. I'm no. thinking. I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm I, just thinking outside the box and so, getting cheap acts. So how long will it take to produce this? One month. How many characters do you, do you need for it? Uh, there are about six speaking roles, okay. and to make it low budget, almost no one is in the same scene at the same time. It's a series of dialogues. It's just like a bunch of sketches back to back. I think it'll be 90 minutes long. Could okay. be a big, big hit. So I'm putting it out there, if anyone's listening, they think they could have a, what sort of, can you give me some, what, what, sort, of, what sort of characters we're looking for here? Like uh, we, well, one of them is, a, is an elderly ghost, okay. and that's why I thought Jeffrey Rush would be excellent. <laughs> As the elderly ghost, but there's room for Jeffrey. Yeah, I well, I think maybe Hugh Hefner could do that. Either He's well. dead. Oh, is he? Yes. <laughs> I was actually going through the list of cancelled celebrities. Sadly, a lot of them are dead, and uh, I can't use them. Okay. But I think, I mean, Kanye's ready to come back. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm yeah. two degree. I think Kanye's new wife 
Um, uh, a friend that? of mine asked him out on a her out on a date once, so there's a connection. Oh. But we'll try and get Kanye. Okay, that's he's apologised for the things he said. But let's forget the cancelled celebrities. Yeah, there are many roles in there. But I think is there a role for me in there? Yes. <laughs> you said that pretty quickly. Oh, that makes me way more. Concerned. I mean, probably. <laughs> I would need you to audition. I wouldn't want your investment to have yeah. you derail no, it if yeah. you weren't right for the part. You having invested so much sh- in the film. A shameless loss of money. And I, 150 grand. I, I'm not, not an expert at producing movies, but is that what's that going to get you? Well, I found an extremely talented man with nothing to do. His name's Sam Clark. He recently got married. He's my cinematographer. He's okay. a genius. And okay. so I, I just wrote a movie around the gear that he has. It came to me in a vision, in a, in a dream. I can't believe this could this be like exists. the Raka Raka Boys moment. Love? I believe so. I haven't. Yeah, is that just be quiet or something? What's no, no. I think we can say they're having a big moment. Yeah, the Raka Raka Boys. Um, just be quiet or something. It's, but it's. I think it's with technology as it is. You can make a beautiful high budget. You know, on the buttons with the tech, talk you get a good camera and good sound stuff. Talk to me. About the Racka Racka Boys? Yeah, that's no, that's the that's, that's the movie. That's the movie. It's a satanic movie, isn't it? I think it's a horror. I, I think it's and and I think it's very bloody scary. This uh, movie is uh, a comedy. I think. Has anyone seen it? No. Yeah. It's in the I, yeah, I would love to spooky. see it. It's full scary. Yeah, that's it. And the guys, you know, they're Adelaide boys. They are, and they've got great special effects. But that's they had the knowledge, uh, and they went usually for the knowledge we have, you'd have to pay someone a lot for it. Yeah. I don't think. You know, to get a good comedian in a movie, you usually have to pay a lot of money. Well, I think who's going to be the comedian? Undecided. I think we'll get Amos Gill back. We'll get Amos Gill Amos! in the movie. I open for a lot of uh, famous Americans and okay. I'm going to America. Let's, um, I think maybe we get a cheap American. Okay. I haven't I'd raised lo- that with I'd, any of them yet. I'd love to I'd love to think if they think they're cheap. Well, that, So hey, let, let's go hmm? to let's what's the synopsis? There's a classical musician right. who goes on like, a great what, what, journey. Like a drum, guitar. He's a composer. composer. He composes. He waves the baton. And he goes on a journey to be given the greatest song of all time. I'll only do a little, I'll do the start in some detail to visit a, some sort of creature to be given the greatest song of all time. He receives it and he talks it over with his woman and he decides to destroy the song because it would ruin his life. You know? Yeah. The women, the drugs, the, they'd have yep. to move to a different place. Yep. His bandmate receives a charismatic glove and suddenly he's getting all the plaudits. Ah, Everybody so loves the man the with the glove. And it, no. And so he's, I thought I could play the composer, but he's driven by, maybe I'd have to, I, my wife read it for the first time last night. She said, I don't see you in that role. She said, I see someone weaker and less masculine. And I said, that's a good save, honey. <laughs> And it goes, I mean, I, I'm open to letting you read it. I don't want to give too much away. But not this one. But I, would, I, will, say, I will come around with a, with a new script. But you can see it's all there. It's, all, it's a real script. Looks official. Thank you. Yes. Easy now. <laughs> the secrets might get out. All right. You may, have a, you may have a quick look at the script. Brad's glove. You've even got, like, what to do. I, I took three days to format that correctly. I wouldn't pay for their software. So how long does mm-hmm. it take to write something like this? Uh, a year. I would say a year from first concept to this version and then two weeks of really boiling it down. So I think it would take one month to film and two months to edit and so three months to prepare. let me put this into perspective. Yeah. Jack here, he edits film clips for gangsters. 
Yes. Do you really? Like drill musicians in the set? Very close to composers. Yep. But posers. So if we had a look at this, this is something that we could do. We could do this. It could be done. We could be going to Tribeca. Tribeca. New Here's York, the other thing film about investing in this movie. Yep. Sundance Film Festival. Yep. Cannes Film yep. Festival. They're, and you get free tickets? Well, if the film's accepted. If they say no to the film, I don't think they want you at the film festival. But if it's a good film, I think they'd let you have free tickets to these places. You'd be on a yacht. This is... Uh, it's Joy, I V's loaded. Is that true, V? Yeah. Well, we'll talk to V as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm open to... Talking to a lot of investors. Here's apparently if you if you get two hundred and fifty. This is one of the things the Australian government is actually good at for fostering local business. If you get two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and you secure a cinematic release, even a short one through like Palace Nova for a week, yeah. they'll pay you back forty percent of their budget. That's what people are telling me. So you just automatically get a big lump 40% of money. Forty percent back. Forty well, percent back. Great. I think that I didn't know that existed. Why two fifty? Why is that? I think because they want a certain amount of money to show it's a credible project, rather than just someone going, "I made a film for two grand. Give us yeah, but you only want one fifty. Well, that's what I could make it for, but I think Jeffrey Rush will expect more. Not that Jeffrey Rush has to be in it, but maybe do a Barbie deal, give a bit on commission of sales. Yes, I'd happily sell part of the back end. Wouldn't sell my whole back end. That sounds uncomfortable. But who else? I mean, Kevin Spacey just won his trial, but I don't want Kevin Spacey in this movie. But Johnny Depp, he's back on the up. Yeah. I'd, I'd have Johnny Depp. Yeah. V, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Half and half. Amber Heard. Even no, worse. Liam, maybe. Even worse. I reckon it might be a good role for Liam Hemsworth. I would love to get a Hemsworth. Who's the, who's the least cool Hemsworth, brother? Chris. No, there's, a, there's a one cool that people one. don't even know. There's a third Hemsworth. No, there's not. Yeah, there is. Was he on Home and Away? He might have been on Home and Away. They've all been on Home and Away. But he's you get a you get you get the budget Hemsworth. You get the Aldi Hemsworth. Okay. Well what about um the the pizza guy? They got busted with some weed. Did Paulie Dougie, Finnick get Dougie? Who's Doug? What the guy from Fat Pizza? Uh no. No, no. Um I don't want to slander anybody. I didn't know Paulie. I love Paulie. How about Finnick. Robert Downey Jr.? In a heartbeat. But he's too Charlie Sheen? He can ask for what all the money. Charlie he can Sheen? ask for millions of dollars. Charlie Sheen would be great. See? Here's another one. Will Smith. Who's working with Will Smith at the moment? Now you just don't talk about his bald wife. You can have Will Smith in a movie. I, I it sounds all realistic to me. That's what I like to hear. I, it's doable. I, it's definitely doable. Might well, be you got to leave on a high. I'm walking out now, and we'll resume this later. No, I'm joking. <laughs> wow, I'm, I'm, this is amazing. You're bringing yeah. it. So never let you, people read the scripts. No, I'm joking. You can read the scripts. So screenwriting. Yes. How much of this, since when did you have a talent for writing things? Oh, I mean, you just, the bar is very low. Most people are really bad at it. I've written for a number of ABC television shows. I've been in a bunch of writers' rooms and you quickly find out these people are dumb. Not all of them, but there's some real dumbos in there who are just coding along on the coattails of other people. What happens in a write, like, uh, what happens in a writing, is that it's like... slobs sitting around... Eating pizza. Uh, eating pizza, getting fat off the taxpayer dollar. I don't no. want to be too negative in case the ABC ever want to hire me, but it doesn't seem to happen. Oh No, <laughs> no but what about a movie? Why aren't you doing Hollywood movies and not on strike? Be the not on strike guy. Well, this is the other reason now's a good time because in America the unions are so strong in show business. 
uh, they'll destroy you if you're. So they're saying that even people who aren't on union, if they if they write anything at the moment in America, they won't be allowed to join the union in the future. So just kids sitting at home, they're saying, don't you write anything if you're in America at the moment. And then they're a proper break your legs type union, is my understanding. Whereas in Australia, totally non-unionized, do whatever you want. So it's a weird opportunity. <clears throat> yeah, this sounds like something. It definitely sounds like something that's not to be missed. Put that on the poster. Oh dear! So we talk about writing. Yes, I, I think I watch Friends, and no, that's not. I've never watched an episode. But have you oh, never watched an episode no, of Friends? No. Seinfeld? Uh, no. Frasier? No. Oh, I love Frasier. No, no, no. I've seen bits and pieces of of whatever. But one of the things I did see that was quite impressive. Yeah. Is that who's George? Is it George from George? I was at an IGA function. George Steinfeld. George Costanza. Costanza. Yeah. yeah. So he came and emceed for an IGA event. In Queensland, and it was outstanding. Like yeah. for the guy that he flew in, apparently wasn't well. Flew over, got must have got paid a shitload. But his knowledge on Coles and Woolworths at a, like he's at an all independent conference, and he did the awards and he did bits and pieces, and it was what and he, you know he, he's gags like what's 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 um Coles doing with the down down with the infected hand pointing at their groin? Oh, I like that. And he'd play the clips on TV and you could see them all pointing at their groins with their... And yeah. Was, Is that a thing in Australia? But his knowledge was phenomenal. And I was like, that's the difference between Hollywood and yes. anyone else. Yeah, they take it seriously. They work hard. So and also there are things why, to be gained. Why, yeah. you, wh- why aren't you... You've done some ABC. Yep. What about some big budget stuff? Well, How do you get... Well, I think, we'll, I think we're moving to America for a while. But I also, I'm, I'm Catholic. I got three small children. It's hard to do anything or to travel when you've got, you know, yeah. a four or two and a six but month old. But do you have to travel? Don't you just go to chat GPT, give me a script, and then... I've tried. The technology's not there yet. Nah. The technology is there. I used to do copywriting to make a little extra money. I would write people's websites for small to medium-sized businesses. Yeah. Boy, the chat GPT does that really well. So that income stream has dried right up. And I knew that would dry up because it was not a real job. As I was doing it, they'd say, write an 800-word article about garage doors. And you'd go, this is beneath me. This is very dumb. And, of course, the robot knows how to do that, but the robot can't make something human, you know, and it can't write a it's good song. It does some pretty good stuff. Yeah. I, I, I like. I think for that style, but if you, what do you like writing best? I love stand up. I love yeah. stand up comedy. So you do you have have you written material for people or? Uh, yes, but say? in in generosity, I won't say who. Yeah. Uh, so so that to me, uh, like my wife's very funny. Yeah, like she she actually I, it got to a stage where her humor is so on another level i said to her you got to write this shit down because it's she can smash people across the head like she'd be great for hecklers in the if crowd. she wants to come and do five minutes at the open mic the comedy scene in this state is in a bad shape i can get her stage time if she's keen all right she's got to do this because she just doesn't she can deliver the jokes yeah. memory's impeccable but just that that one bit that one bit of being on stage and, yes. and 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 doing it. Well, this is the what's it called? What's the um, that effect where like <clears throat> the more you know about something, the less you want to do it. Oh, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? No, There's no, like the more you good, yeah. yeah, like the more you know, the more you know how good it could be. So the people who actually get involved and do things usually are some of the worst people at it because they don't know how bad they are. 
but it's people who uh, who know a is little bit more. Is that called something? Yeah, there's a name for that effect. It's not called the Donning-Kruger. Maybe it's called Donning-Kruger. Kruger-Donning. The more you know, the less likely you are to do something. It's the opposite. Well, yeah. So that's the, it's so the you're more confident about the topic. Uh, I started doing it when I was very bad and I was very young. I was 17. So I just, I didn't know better. And then you get the opportunity to keep doing it. But if you go to an open mic, there's a lot of insane people. Is there? Oh, man. I must admit, I don't. You will I, never find a higher concentration of psychotic people than an open mic stand-up comedy event. Anywhere in the world. These people are nutty. Well, you got to slam poetry. People who go, my poems are good enough to read to the public. They're the worst poems you've ever heard in your entire life. Whereas people who can really write poetry, Emily Dickinson, just keeps them in a little envelope, dies. No one knows about them for years afterwards. <laughs> and then she goes, them out. Oh, these aren't as good as Shakespeare. I shouldn't show anybody. I shouldn't try. Right. Okay. All right. So do you do your writing like that? Uh, no, I bring it along to the podcast. <laughs> And I encourage people to invest money in making a film happen. But I used to be more like that. And it's really only since I had children and I'm worried about them growing up poor that I'm pushing myself out more. Okay. Well, I think this is why people should have, you know, people depending on you because it makes you scared. And uh, you do things you wouldn't otherwise do. So that's a bit of drive there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I just lie awake in the middle of the night going... Public school, neither. Do you sit there and uh, how's a writing cycle work? I mean, I hear people of writing blocks and things like that. And yeah. How do you get into that mindset where every piece of content I, I'm, I'm writing needs to come out of some form of delivery or, you know, you get times where you're like, yeah, 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 and then you're like, there's nothing. Well, it's hard. the thing you want to write is often not the thing that you should be writing at the time. Do you know yep. what I mean? Yep. So it's part of it is do you chase enthusiasm and like what you're passionate about or do you go, this is the thing that I think is going to work? And sometimes that lines up at the same thing. The yeah. thing that you want to do is the thing that the world wants from you. But it's quite, it's quite rare that the thing you love is the thing that there's a great demand for. Yeah. So even like I think of pop stars who um, so few pop stars will have, once they get the freedom to make the music they want to make, no one wants to hear that David Bowie, it intersected for like two albums of things he wanted to make and things other. It was like, let's dance. Yeah. That was it. And then after that, no one's listening to 90s Bowie. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's uh, you just have to, you have to, you have to, I guess you hope that you get looked after, that you have the right idea at the right time. But I have a lot of beats for your, you know, drill musicians yeah. that there's no market for that. It's just that's where I spend most of my time is on GarageBand on my phone making hip-hop beats for street thugs. So yes, they don't want them. So you, do, you, do, you, do you follow Harry Mack? No, Harry Mack. He's the guy that you, he can say, give me three words and I'll, okay. I'll do a, a rap. Have you not heard it? No. Uh, Does he live in South Australia? No. Okay. He's worldwide. In fact, I showed my girls last night something for bed. And they're going, Dad, have you podcasted him? And he's <laughs> said, nah, not, not this guy, girls. But you haven't, he, he is amazing. Harry Mack, maybe I do know Harry Mack. I was up, look, uh, if, we were up all if, night if, last night. If you night, looked it up, very, you would see. I've lost um, a lot of short-term memory at the moment. I'd, here, everyone this was guy in the here, let's, let's just go to one thing of his, right? 
Harry Mack. Do you want me to play something? Yeah. So people say three words to him. Am I, I don't know if I'm allowed to play this. But. Yo, I'm the microphone controller. My lyrics stay connected, kind of like a Motorola. I'm here to scold you. I'm off the top with the godly flow. I had to double check to make sure we're recording audio. Hey, snack, when I do it, you know I'm And he looks stand. around yeah, and raps as he sees it. Hey, him. Yeah, Terry Mack, you know I brought them more than great rap. Listen, I'm slowing scandalous. I'm really doing damages. I never take a loss out here in Los Angeles. Yeah, and yo, I'm sitting in a jingle. Yo, I get it ripping in a tangle in Sydney, your angels. Hey, Mack, I'm putting down with that jingle. Yeah, yo, style of Pringle. I'm about to write a jingle. It's a Pringle. I'm about to rap a jingle because it's coming up on Christmas. Terry Mack, I do this, man. My flow is universal. I'm about to spin a jingle that they use in a commercial. It's Terry Mack, I'm on it. Every bar I kick is honest I'ma hold it down forever You can trust it That's a promise Yeah, I'm off the top I kick them loud boy raps Shout the woman Who be filming In the cowboy hat Harry Mack I really do it And my flow is too great That looks like a fancy bag Yo, I hope it's not fake Harry Mack I do it proper Well, that's rude It is a fake bag You could get him on the pod Do you know people this, like that In the rap this scene? This guy He is unreal like, and he just goes that. So he, I reckon, when I'm watching people come up with stuff, how people come up with that on the fly. Like, yeah. it, it, and it's, you, it's normally he goes, give me three words, and they'll go, bah, bah, bah. And then as he's doing it, anything in the background, he'll sit and go, oh, yeah, your sister in the background, or, you know, come on over. Do now. you know a, ban- a band man? No. Nah. He's like the Adelaide fringe equivalent. He's an Irish guy who does a similar thing. But I used to do shows next to him in the Garden of Unearthly Delights, yeah. Man, it was infuriating. Was he, was he like that? <coughs> yeah, but like you're, it's all thin tense, so I'm there trying to do the jokes that I've thought up. And then just <laughs> you hear in the next room, what's in your handbag? Oh, I feel very glad. And then they're all going, ah, ah. And I'm like, man, I can't make people make that noise with my jokes. He's He comes every year. It's, he'll go through people's bags and he'll go, which I think is... There's only so many things in people's bags. Yeah, so phone, he, he tissues. Si- he sits there and goes, "Don't give me animals anymore. Don't give me food." He's he, sick he, of them. He, he will sit there. He goes, "Yeah, yeah, too easy. Like, give me stuff." And he asks for words, hard words, normally like supercalifragilisticmaxillodontous or so. And, and he atrocious, ferocious. And it, so now he's doing live events where the words come up on the screen. Yeah, and he does a live event with it. Well, he you could get him on. How famous is he? Oh, he's very famous. He's got a million people. And he lives yeah. in America. Uh, he's not going to waste his time. Hold on. Do I have a mutual? Does he follow Do anyone you? I know? Yeah. Well, suss it out. He, he might be friends of your big cohort of American posse. I know two American men. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And they're probably famous. So, so moving on from that, it's the devil's advocate. There you go. Oh, yeah. So that was, I mean, that was a similar thing where I would, so I, I would, people would write down something to defend something like uh, nasty, and I would stand there and, like, defend it in a charming way. But, again, by some point you knew them all, and you were like, don't give me Hitler, don't yeah. give me bestiality, yeah. don't give me. It's, uh, there's nothing that you wouldn't have heard. Oh, man. Towards the end I had other people reading them out to me on stage just because people would write terror. I wouldn't want to go through all of them, and some of them were so off-colour that um, if the audience heard me read it out, they would turn, even though they knew I hadn't written it. I... Have you ever had an audience that you're just getting nothing from? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
But I mean, there are tiny things that can, well, you saw me at a show. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. One of my top three worst ever gigs. I was that there, was and, I, and I'll be honest with you, I, I was like, I... I'd forgot, I'd managed to suppress that until right now. I, 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 I saw it, and... Um, you I, you yeah. were keeping me in the game. You were the only one smiling. Well, I... I heard you at our, I, you, we had you at our Drake Golf Day, and you know, a great that's, time. that's an interesting crowd. Like predominantly, you know, a bit over the age of me, so over the age of fifty, and you know, a couple of young people. But you know, males and females, quite mixed. And you're were hilarious. Like, I appreciate I, and that. I was like, yep, funny. People were laughing. No, you know, your 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 Telstra joke working on the at Telstra and blah blah blah, and then. Yeah, then you did a gig for a friend of mine. And I, was, I was in the crowd and I got to admit, when the crowd gives you nothing, yes. it makes it very difficult. Um, it does. This is why, it's why you've got to have a song. I wish I'd had a guitar and I could have just gone, hey, everybody, who wants to hear a little Hotel California? But I, yes, I mean, that was late and they were drunk yeah. and you couldn't oh. hear me and they just wanted to keep gambling. Yeah, I think, but um, they they tolerated me, and it was it was nice to meet all those people that I I knew some people working at that company, and um, I possibly shouldn't have opened. It was a disability insurance company, <laughs> and I shouldn't have opened by calling them all disabled. That was potentially a mistake. So we all make mistakes, and we learn, and we move forward. I uh, I thought you were uh, to be honest. I, I thought you were great. That's very kind. Uh, I, I did not do all the time I was asked to do. I got out of there pronto. Yeah, I know. And it was very, very tough. So how do you prepare? To, so with your shows, I know when I do talks, I sit there and I practice, I practice, I practice, I practice, you know, wordy lines, and then I get rid of all the, the big sentences, and then I go to try and go to words, and then I draw pictures, and I, I've got a way that I can draw pictures, which gets the flow of a story. Yep. That's how I remember. And I try to, with my girls growing up, well, they're growing up, oh, so am I, um, that I say, you know, add pictures to things and then, you know, that's how you get to relate if you, to the, get to the correlation is, is I use colours, I use pictures, and I use a story to try and sync it together. Yes. And I think, I wish I got told this at school. I didn't get told any of this. I got, my kids are quite good storytellers and... I think I've rubbed off a little bit, fingers crossed, on them because I think it's important to be able to tell a story, hold an audience. Sure. Might not be on stage. How do you prepare? I think I, well, I used to write it all down and remember every word. And uh, n no, I don't do that anymore. Um, yeah, well, I saw that. Yes. I, I <laughs> just tried to have a, have a nap in the afternoon and eat right, do a little exercise. Um, I can't wait till my children are of the age where anything I do rubs off on them. Because, at the mo I mean, how old are your children? Eight and nine. It's the dream. How old are your children? Four, two, and yeah, seven months. Right, I get, you got another I make no, my wife's like, years. stop getting into arguments with the two-year-old. Yeah. He, you can't win. You, he just locks in and looks and no. That's, that's all he'll say. And I, I think he can't disrespect me like that. Oh my God! You got you're in the hurt locker for a while. Yes, it's going to be. Uh, you really are. Going to have to move to a bigger car if my wife gets yeah. pregnant again. <laughs> Mate, you're already in the big you Volvo. Control that, can't you? Hmm? No, no, the Catholicism, contraceptives are out. Oh my God, mate! Far out. Uh, uh, 
Did you find that you were into comedy from a... a I loved it, yeah. From a, from when you were young, like you watched all the episodes yeah. of Mr Bean? Oh, Someone told me I love Mr Bean. Like not even 20 episodes. The of Simpsons Bean, was my favourite. Okay. Oh, I was so just at the right age. I was yeah. born in 91, and so my whole Channel 10, 7 o'clock, Simpsons come on, unbelievable. And then I got the little book of Simpsons. Man, I loved the Simpsons. Yo, Mark, go to your room. Yeah, right. Did you call him Bart or Mark? Bart. Okay. I couldn't hear. Come on, mate. <laughs> so so you knew from an age there that, hey, I'm not bad at At school, were you good at English? I was better than other things. Yeah. I was I was pretty bad at So uh, you would have been good at PE? I was, I was good at sledging. I was always good next to the batsman saying nasty stuff. Second wicketkeeper shouting... Shouting insults and then they get angry and then it's okay. So that's there is a report that says James has the sledging down pat. Don't worry about wow, that. And eye coordination not there. You should have been playing professional sport. I, 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 I there's, a, there's a slight window, you know that. I was so door. uncoordinated, and then when I was seventeen, puberty kicked in and I got coordinated. It was I couldn't catch a ball, I couldn't do anything, and so I actually did have one shining year where I went into hockey as a hockey goalkeeper, and no one is really developing the skills. No one's like, Dad is training them up to be a great hockey goalkeeper in Australia. So I had one year where I was a okay hockey goalkeeper. Yeah. And then it was over. But if you don't if you're not young and your dad's not my dad was not teaching he tried to teach me how to kick a footy a couple of times. And then he go. was Oh, he was gave up. He was our basketball coach when I was in the second grade in year two. He wouldn't play me. He wouldn't play his own son. Usually dads can't stop playing their own son. My dad was like, We want to win. James has no place out there. Do you carry some of these characteristics on with your own children? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of what sport I can push my children into now. Well, one that makes money. Yeah, I'm not and letting my daughter play AFLW and get concussed for $9,000. That's insane. She can play tennis, golf, or netball. That's it. Mm. Golf? She's never going to cut it with the Korean women. But I now's the time to start pushing. What do you mean? Korean women are so good at golf. At what golf? Yeah, yeah. but I think um, I think tennis would be great. Maybe my, my son's more. I don't know that I, either of my oldest two are temperamentally there for sport. Woman boxing. UFC. My daughter could. UFC get paid. But even that, I don't like seeing women get hurt. Sorry if that's sexist. Well, it's brutal. I mean, yeah. I, what I like about the UFC, um, Dana White's. Um, he he's introduced the women fighting. Mm. You know, it's just it's just as good as the blokes, and I think they get paid just as good as the blokes. Well, when the de- I remember, it all comes Ronda down to numbers, got right? paid a lot. It all comes down to numbers. If more people are watching your paid of you, you get paid more, and that's yeah. how it should be. Well, there was no stage where people were like, "Let's give more money to male athletes." Right? The audience, I mean, to be for hundreds of years, it was like taboo to pay athletes anything. <laughs> All sport true. was amateur. They didn't start paying rugby union players until the nineties. Yeah, no, that's, that's and it was thought it was unmasculine to get paid for it, and uh, and it was only because the demand was so high, people finally went, oh, "Give them a little money." But there was none of this. You should sport is frivolous, right? Like it's a it's a silly extra thing we do to pass the time. The government shouldn't be paying people to play soccer, uh, so should be paying for like more guns or something or like roads that work or a high-speed rail, not to make ladies feel better about playing so That seems like a misuse of taxpayer money to me. Coles, 
Yeah. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, that I I can see your side of that. I'm not saying stop people from playing a, a sport, but I think all sports should be amateur. I, I think it's it, all sport. Well, then what would we that bet would be on? Well, you can still bet on it. <laughs> if anything, that would be more exciting bets because you don't really know who's good and you don't know who's going to rig it. Yeah. Okay. I, I there's some there's some the thing that I think people <coughs> underestimate is the window. The window is so small for a professional athlete of any description. Mm. You have to, and you you need a set of parents that pull you out of school. Yes. And focus on one thing. And that's hard. And even then, you might not. The chances of making it, even at that point, very my, like you get one injury, you're done. My day was Leighton Hewitt. So yes. He was in the same year, but he was playing. Did I you think, go to Emmanuel? No, I, think I went to PAC. But okay. I used to go and watch, and Leighton Hewitt's dad mm. was a psychopath. Like, yeah, he would make him walk home, right? Like if he lost. Uh, yeah. He wasn't like, the car. At, like, like totally yelling at his son. Uh, and y- y- it was, it was a bit. It wasn't cringy. I don't know. If no, I it would have been full on to look at. Absolutely full on. But that made me realise that's what you got to do. What to be a top athlete? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Michael Jackson. I only got to be Michael Jackson because his father, I think, for, you dance, Michael. It's five in the morning until your feet start bleeding. Um, the Michael Jordan shooting a million shots. The, yeah. The Tiger Woods shoot hitting a million balls. I mean, it's sad when the only time that that's really sad is when someone doesn't have the skill and you get a toxic father who's pushing the child to be great and the, the kid's never going to be great. And you see that all the time, especially at soccer. I have friends who enroll their kids in AFL because they think it's safer for the children than playing soccer, even though soccer has fewer injuries because the parents in soccer are so brutal and weird. And I think that's, you know, I think Beyonce's dad made a sign. Stuff yeah. while she was running on the treadmill. Yeah. And Kelly Rowland's father didn't push her that hard. Where's Kelly's big career? Which is pretty big. But. <laughs> yeah, maybe it can work. Um, can you. Yeah, I, I, I think it, it's a fine line, right? And when do you choose to make that? One of my mates is pulling his kid out of school to try and do F1. Gone over to the Barcelona Ferrari School Academy. Got right. accepted into that. Test, you know, you test timed there against the best drivers in the world, and then yeah. they come back and they they charge you a squillion dollars for another track day. Gee. to try and be one of those young people coming up through the ranks. Like Matt, people forgetting Max Verstappen's like one of the first athletes ever to come through Formula One because Red Bull. Because did know, Red Bull it, go and find him? Yeah, th- yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so these kids, and there's a bunch of them. You got Orlando, and you got all the kids coming through now. They've all been groomed. Well, some are Red Bull, some are Ferrari Academy, but where you go back to Ayrton Senna and all that, none of those guys were groomed. Lewis no, Hamilton just... wasn't even groomed. So Lewis Hamilton was the last of the not groomed from the bottom up. Yeah. And you look at it, and that is total commitment by the whole family. And I don't think people in this day and age want to do that. Mind you, I think it would be so easy. I'd rather pull my kids out of school, get a you know, a home teacher. Like, Yeah. Sweet Some kids would love it, though. Some kids would love to have the family behind them, helping them 100%. through that. And you see that in there – are, there are temperaments where that's not that's actually the kindest thing I think you could do for the kid. I was thinking – I was watching Taylor Walker play uh, that last game of football when he was going for the Coleman medal, and he just wanted the ball. And, like, all those sports films are about don't be selfish. Like, it's always the selfish basketball yeah. player. But in AFL – 
most people aren't selfish. They don't want to be the person in that big moment with everybody looking at them. Toby Green's a great example. He wants the ball at that difficult moment and you get the feeling like that sort of temperament, if you did take them out of school and it's like, we're all paying attention to you, we're all going to help you be the best at this thing that you really like doing and you're really good at. The Michael Jordan, you know, the North Carolina shot. Yeah. I can make this shot. But I think for every one of them, there are there must be a hundred dads who are like, I didn't make it because my knee's broken and I'm going to push my son until he... A hundred percent. play a wiffle ball better than anybody well, or whatever it is. I, I don't know if you would have thought it as much. And you look at the pedigree coming through. All of these guys are today have kids are today, right? Mm. They they And they're groomed up athletes. Like Max Verstappen's dad used to write. Like, you know, they, these aren't kids just walking off the street. They've come in because their father, their grandfather, there's some pedigree. There's yeah. a Nepo baby situation. hundred hundred percent. And yeah. that, I, with Formula One, I know it a bit better than others, but, you know, I'm with you. If my kids aren't doing anything, well, they're doing cheer at the moment, but what I say, I don't think there's enough money unless you go be a Dallas Cowboy. I'm assuming those chicks get paid, like, bucket loads. But, you know, you've got to do something that you can make a career from if you're going to waste all of your time and energy young, like you're writing. Well, I think the joy of being the writer in the comedy is that ideally that pays off later. It doesn't necessarily have to, but I'm, you're not making it young. Uh, if I was in music, by this point I'd go, oh, the pop stardom. The clock is ticking. But yeah. I think as a comedian, well, mid-30s you're not is like, not a bad time to make it. You're not like a backstreet boy. I can't turn that thing on. It's hot in here, you know? Well, there's the, there, there is a difference in skills between some people are – like to be a tennis player, you don't have to be original. You have to be performing at the highest level. So your family can – you can do that with discipline. Yeah. But you can't really be a writer from discipline. Yeah, I, I'm assuming being a writer would be extremely hard to learn. I don't think you could teach it, no. Yeah. I so mean, but then people, like, oh, comedy courses are the worst. And there's a big taboo against them in the industry because you go, no one can learn this thing. It's like one thing they can't teach you is to be funny. But then people who aren't funny go, I'd really like to be funny. I'll pay, I'll pay anybody $1,000 if they'll teach me to be funny. And so the big taboo is you shouldn't take those people's money. And everybody who does a comedy class is okay. looked down on. So you haven't got a comedy class coming out? Ah, uh, man. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> it's also nice to have money. But having said that, I don't know who would come. So <laughs> I, I think comedy's one of the toughest things to do. Okay. Uh, uh, I think working on an oil rig <laughs> and then comedy. Like, you know, doing the stand-up part and the actual part where you're delivering, that's that takes a lot. Uh, I get tired. Other people I see, and it doesn't seem to take anything out of them, Amos Gill will do six shows in a night and want to do some more after that. I do a show and I'm ready to go to bed. I'm exhausted. But there are people who are nutty about it. They really, it's energy giving. All these Americans, I, w- I did shows with Mark Normand, who's a great American comedian. I opened for him across the country a couple months ago. He, would, he did the Palais Theatre, which is like a 4,000 seat theatre in Melbourne. He did two shows, an hour, back to back. And then at the end of that, he was, he was going, is there a comedy club in town? And we drove all the way across it. We were in St Kilda. We drove to North Melbourne and the comedy club stayed open longer so he could do another five minutes at the end of the night. They wow. love it. I was, I am tired when I get off stage. Does he have kids? 
No. See? I think that's a big difference. Mate, they, they suck every ounce of life out of you. Yes. Every bit. I mean, this is true. Every bit. But it's also nice to have everything drained so you don't feel, <laughs> shouldn't I be doing something else? I haven't been bored in four years because a nap is always an option. I don't think I've. Do you remember the last time you? Maybe it gets it. Maybe when they get older and go to school, it's easier. But oh. three at home. There were five in the bed this morning, oh. and I was very close to having an angry dad. Get it, get out of my bed! And my wife's so tender and so mild with the children, but I was. Do you know what I do? I've got an interview today. Yeah, I grab, I grab my pillow. I grab my eye shades and I walk into their room yep. and jump into their bed. I've got to buy them nicer beds at the moment. I don't. Because <laughs> you have to sleep in them? Yeah. <laughs> so what do you see um, in comedy these days? People getting cancelled. You, you can't sing Baba Black Sheep anymore. You can't sing, uh, you can't have Gollywog dolls. You know, there's all this stuff that's coming into play and, you know, people are getting cancelled for it. I mean, has anyone seen Tropic Thunder? Uh, people love people love him, so they're trying to keep that quiet. So, but you know, for for me, th- that's what it was. I, I don't. I, what do you? What's your interpretation on the cancelling? I think know? it's. I think it. I think it ended about a year ago, and nobody's noticed yet. Okay. I think. Um, yeah, I'm, I I hundred percent agree <coughs> with you because the the mainstream media used to be really powerful, and now it's. It's Nothing. Not. It's dried up. Yep. Uh, God help those people on the project. I don't know anyone who's watching them. Um, are you watching the – no one's watching the project. No one's watching Q&A. Like anything that used to be a big career-making thing is is done and they can't make a new star. And so everyone who's becoming – at least in comedy, I'll, I can just speak to that. Anyone who's like got a career is basically doing it off their own back. Going on The Tonight Show or something and doing a five-minute used to be the big thing, and now it's going on Joe Rogan. Going on Joe Rogan, it would be a hundred times better for your career than going on Jimmy Fallon's show I, or I Jimmy Kimmel's show. 10,000 times better. It, it's unbelievable. I mean, the Kimmel thing might do nothing. Um, I reckon. So they can't, what is there to take away from you is one thing. And then secondly, it's because there's no, like, middle ground anymore. Um, yeah, it's not worth – I mean, it was so, it was weird and scary for a while there when it was like Twitter and the mainstream thing together and suddenly people cared what, you know, gender studies majors at university had to say about something that happened 20 years ago and whether or not... Pers- that, I think that's over. It's, um, it's not 100% flowed through yet to the rest of the culture, but I, I don't know. You'd have to do something. So, it would have to be like a criminal offence now. To cancel somebody. Well, I, I, even the things you, you say, and I'll say Amos because yeah. Amos has been on the show, I, which Matt made me follow him. I, he says anything and I reckon it's good because I yeah. think if you're getting offended over, a, you're at a comedy event watching a comedian, do you think there's any room for someone to be offended? I mean, it's also nice to get walkouts. <laughs> uh, it makes you feel powerful and like you're doing something real, you know? And I've increasingly been getting some couple of walkouts. But, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of how anyone would get – say someone did a joke in bad taste. Yeah. Um, what would one of those be? Well, I'm trying to say something racist or sexist. Like, I think earlier on when I said no one should be playing women's – I don't know if I said that exactly. But if I said no one should play women's football, 
that's something that might have been sort of people could get, you know, there might have been a Daily Mail article about that a few years ago. <laughs> Comedian says women's football, shut it down. Women are getting concussed. It's wrong. Or even, um, I mean, whatever it is, I just don't, I don't make any of my money from those people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the ABC won't give me a, a job. I can I get more work in America than from local things just because it's so hard as a yeah me to get any of that for whatever reason. Who can say? But it's like if they don't, you need a carrot and a stick and there's no carrot anymore for a mainstream show business thing to give out. So how would you, how would you discipline? If you can't cancel, if you can't, take something away from somebody. You have to give it to them first. And if everything's off your own boot, uh, that what they could take away your, they can kick you off social media, but increasingly there's so much social media and it's owned by so many different people with so many interests. How would you cancel somebody now other than killing them in the street <laughs> the way they used to do it? Well, it's just a good thing though. Isn't that where we should be? Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's the dawn of a new thing. I mean, it's weird, and there's some bad stuff with that as well because so, it was sort of nice having TV and the news and everyone could agree on what the news was, but it's done. Yeah, it's done, isn't it? I, I, don't, I don't see it coming back. It, do you like, like, I like, um, I saw, oh, God, uh, Jimmy Carr. <laughs> yeah. So, saw Jimmy is, Carr. It's not a bad Jimmy Carr impression. Um, yeah. And one thing I noticed live is, first of all, how many jokes he said. Like, I, yeah. I, I was actually astounded. Staggered. I'm. I'm reckon it was over 200 jokes for the night. Like his jokes per minute is very high. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Like it's high. But I guess my, I was going to say my. I sort of like the la- layering jokes where it comes in here, then a bit later on here. What sort of style do you prefer? Or is there a style? Is there such uh, a thing? Or is that just my observation? No. I mean, I'd say my. Do you know Bernie Mac? Yeah. Is he does comment? Uh, he does. He was, uh, um, he was uh, one of the kings of comedy. Or Steve Harvey. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're probably my two favourite, two of my favourite comedians. Steve, Steve Harvey's made me my favourite comedian of all time. Um, he just has, he does disgust so well. He's just up there. He's Which one's disgusting. Steve Harvey? He's a family, family feud. feud. Yeah. He's so, just his energy. He's yeah. so, uh, such a great. So is he a comedian? He's a, he's a great stand-up comedian. No I one knows see. about his stand-up comedy, but I think it's because uh, yeah, he loves money. Uh, like God. way more than he loves performing. He'll he'll just do a family feud instead of going on tour, but uh, he's the best. Okay, I think. All right, All the best right. living. Okay. Norm Macdonald was great, but yeah, he, okay. is, he is too dead to go and watch perform. Um, uh, do you look Mac. up to any of the like? Is there someone new that you see cruising around with doing comedy that you think, oh yeah, that's pretty funny, or you know, like you know, all you comedians get together and start become all picky. Like a bunch of supermodels together talking about what they're <laughs> not gonna, what, what they're not going to eat. Um, I, I love comedy. I love being at it. It's it's a great energy, and I love hanging out with other comedians. Uh, in terms of who I, there are there are really great American. There's something great is happening in America at the moment. With uh, I just did a show with Sam Talent. He's he was exquisite. He was great. He was opening for Tim Dillon, whose podcast is yeah world standard. Um, so has, um, Joe Rogan's just opened a new comedy club, yeah? Has yeah. Has a mic and everything as well? I was oh. trying to get over there, but I got pneumonia and I had to, I yeah. know, I'll go back. But, Is that um, the gig you actually had lined up? But you couldn't I don't know if it was lined up. People who do the club said, we'll try and get you on. And I was like, I'll book a ticket now and I will go. And then I got, uh, ah, the pneumonia was rough. 
They don't have it anymore. It's great. But the antibiotic, and I got on the severe antibiotics to uh, crush it. And then it was just it's diarrhea every day. We don't have to talk about this, but then I, I did cancel it. And at the moment, I'm in a big fight with Fiji Air about getting my money back for my ticket. Are you joking? How the hell's Fiji Air getting you to America? Uh, via Fiji. I was going to go via Fiji, yeah. I can't. I can't afford the direct Qantas flight. It's fucking dangerous, mate. Well, I also bought it through a third party, (laughs) a cheap third party thing. So it's it's a lot of. um, I made some mistakes. I'm I'm new to international travel, but I will say Air New Zealand, the best. They were just like, have your money back. See? Yeah, I love Air New Zealand. Well, Fiji Air Qantas is in a little bit of a uh, yeah. I want to ask you about inflation on the topic of Qantas. Okay. Because they talk, so prices are going up everywhere. Yep. And so Qantas is being accused of, they pulled down some ridiculously big profit. Uh, 2.1 billion. 2.1 billion. And they're going, well, we're just, it's a difficult circumstance and we're just doing what we can. But then Coles, Woolworths, Qantas, all these big companies, Um, while they're jacking up prices, obviously the expenses aren't going as high as the prices. Yeah. So to what, when you're setting prices, how much of it is – how much of inflation do you think in business at the coalface of supermarket sales is greed and people hitching up prices or genuine increase in cost of doing business? Two different models there. The supermarket, there is no doubt that every single supplier we have has increased prices by a minimum of 12 to 45%. Right. No doubt. So that, that, that is definite. So I can comfortably say you increase your pricing to try and hold your, your margin. Don't forget, we, we're paying in Australia. We pay more than anywhere else in the world other than a few countries. But you know, that, that comes at a price. If you give someone 5% increase pay for breathing, yes, then that's going to have to come out of something. And it's not like you're paying your best performer 10% and you get 2% and you get you oh, you're have perf- a, you have a set wage. Five. And- Everyone board. gets five. And yeah. then your better performance gets something over and back because you don't want to lose them. No, but you've got a high, huge minimum yeah. wage. And then you've got landlords as well that sit there and go, well, hang on, we're on this property. They're, they're, they're in a best-case scenario, have a full shopping centre, but I'll, I'll tell you most shopping centres aren't full. Mm-hmm. And every shopping centre is full, good on them, and there are, there are a few out there. But the more holes you see, especially, especially in rural areas, yeah. it's got to come at a cost. And... You know, I don't, wouldn't want to get talking about shoplifting and stealing and people taking products. I saw you on the news not long ago talking about shoplifting. So, so you know, it, it, these things are compounding, which the media has loved calling a cost of living pressure. And there's no doubt that exists. Now, when you're talking about an airline mm. that is trying not to let another airline come in because we don't need the competition. Yeah. But, you know, we recently had one of our guys come back from Queensland book paid for Qantas flight and he gets on an Alliance plane yeah, and they send him on an Alliance plane to Adelaide, but they don't give him his, some money back because it's on a cheaper a no. cheaper plane. So what Qantas have just booked? So, so Qantas, so I mean, everyone that's been travelling remotely at the moment, uh, you've been delayed, your flights have been cancelled, yeah. and this is all just shuffling the deck chairs to make the most amount of profit so that plane is full. Don't get me. I was on Virgin. Yeah. And so I have all these virgin points. Yeah. They have just ruthlessly inflated the points. The points don't get you anything anymore. Yeah, well, used to, this amount of points used to get you around the world trip. Now it doesn't get you to doesn't get you to Melbourne. 
Are you serious? Uh, oh, it's disgraceful. Uh, well, it's, it's really bad. Well, you know, I, I think it's very tough when businesses make. I'm all for businesses making money. Don't do not don't get me wrong at all. But there have been a lot of increases in expenses, which has meant that we've had to increase pricing, and that's what's happened. But you've got to also understand is more people aren't going out as much. And that's still happening where the, the hotels and the restaurants, they're all down yeah. because people are actually eating more food at home. So te- technically you're making more money because more people are shopping with you, not because you're jacking up your prices. And That would be the ideal. Well, that's what's going on. There's a ho- it, It's not just one thing, but the airlines are totally different. And dealing with airlines you know, at the moment, it's a nightmare Yeah, because they are shuffling everything around and most of the time it's not to suit you as the passenger. You know, you look at the plane, it gets cleaned in two seconds. Like, I could know. talk about... I'm <sighs> yeah, fuck, you could talk about whatever you want. I be- it's airports, I mean, I'm thinking of airport design. This is what I... Yeah. Because every airport looks the same and they all look terrible. Yep. Like they're all like high ceiling, metal, weird angles. And it's meant to, I think, make you feel alienated and lonely. Um, so that what? so that when what? things don't go wrong, you don't you you don't come together with everybody. Right? Like when they delay a flight, they want you all feeling cold and lonely and isolated. They don't want you all getting together and going, There's fifty of us, we're not gonna take this anymore. They want you quiet. On your own, spaced out, big room. I think there's a weird psychology at play with airports. I hate airport. Like, I really. Wow, the security. So you're why do they do the security? You know, and they do different security around the world. In America, you have to take your shoes off to get on a plane yeah. because they once had a shoe bomber. And so everyone has to do that forever. Nowhere else in the world are they making you take your shoes off, even though. There's the same risk they could have a shoe bomb on an Australian flight as an American one. Why do they do it? I think it's to humiliate you so you do what you're told and they can control people better, get them on the flights when they want. I really – doesn't make any sense. I was talking to the guy doing the, the swab, which they don't do in America because everyone has guns, so <laughs> they don't care if you have gunpowder on you. And he goes, these never work. I said, what? He goes, never once has this machine ever come up with a reading. We just – we paid a lot of money for the machine. We've got to keep doing it. Why are we still having 9-11 style airport security checks? I, I, so we, uh, we came back from Vietnam and in Vietnam we had to, we nicked over to Hong Kong, went to Disneyland with the girls. And one thing about Hong Kong, Hong Kong Chinese owned, right? <laughs> Clearly they yeah, are yeah. China, uh, China. And they had a, here's the entrance for everyone, but if you want the full face facial recognition gig, it was all, like, so they had 20 lines all with no one on it um, where you could b- put your face recognition. That's how, you didn't even need to scan documents, you could walk straight through. But they just look at you and they know who you are, well, everything about you. Yeah, the cameras do. You, you, cameras act as your, that's your identity. So you don't have to show a passport, you don't have to show anything. You literally walk in and the camera picks you up. So they had 20, 20 aisles with no people and yep. then all these other people lining up because these other people don't want to give up all of their Yeah. Their, their what, biometric. they're using Disneyland No, to this is at people. the airport. Oh, the airport, right. Yeah, this was at yeah, the yeah. airport. So, so you don't have a passport, You just they just look at you. Nothing. Facial recognition only. So think about it. I'd give it up. 20 cues. Yeah, that's yeah. right. 20 cues with no one on it or go stand with all the other plebs and wait in line to show your documentation. 
That is how people end up getting – that's how you win in the end. You just keep showing them this and then all of a sudden you'll go, oh, fuck it, I, don't, I can't wait. I'm you too, only have I'm to running, win one time. I'm yeah. running late today. Yeah, let yeah, me through. Let me through. And it's face recognition. So have you got um, on your cards? Because you, I'm trying to think what we can say. I can't remember what we stopped talking about. Look, now I think – no, feature film, yeah. I think it's a good idea. We can talk about that later when I have a script ready for you to read. I think the Shandy in a Can is a serious business opportunity. I, I do like it, and if the guy's at Big Shed, Shandy in a can. Do you have a relationship with the Big Shed people? Yeah. If I could get any contact information from the Big Shed people, because you'll have a lemonade supplier as well, and they'll have a beer making and a canning facility, I think the can Shandy, I'm happy to be the face of it, McCann Shandy, I'm just saying that's an option. But I think Shandy in a can. Oh, we're doing it? Let's do it. It's pickup time. Might he might not be on. This maybe it's more That's of a Cooper's idea. Fine. Slipping through his fingers. Let's. Well, what we'll do? We'll do a bit of a pitch to Big Shed here. If it goes to message, mate, it's a long, long ring, isn't it? If it doesn't pick up, I'm getting pirate life on the phone. Yeah, it's Jason Big Shed. I can't get to the phone right now. Either leave a name, number, and a message, or if you're after the bar, contact eight two four zero five zero three seven. Cheers. Jace, I'm here doing a podcast. Got a pitch for you. Shandy in a can. It's the idea the world's waiting for, and I'm ready to talk to you, Jace. Once in a lifetime, this is James Donald Forbes McCann. Once in a lifetime opportunity. Don't let this slip through to Coopers. Get on it now, baby. What's it called? It's called a shandy in a can. I have a whole strategy. We're going to open up a new market for you. I don't know who the market is yet, but there, it's a big one. There you go, Jace. That's, that's an elevator um, pitch if I've ever heard it. All right, I'll get Coopers on the phone. Let's make this happen now. Is Coopers the next? I'm not working with Lion. I'm not working with the West End people. Huh? I, on the drive over here, I saw them, how they've taken all the... Wrong. Ah, breaks my heart. Breaks my heart the way they've taken it all down. Where's Where's um Where's Sand made now? West End. Oh Victoria's. shit! What's it's going in Victoria. But that was always going to happen when you sold up the rights to it. I think this is what I like about the Drake's project is you've got to hold on to, like you said before, the vertical ownership. If yep. you If you say, "Oh, we make it in Australia," but it's a huge Japanese company that owns it now, you're never going to hold on long term. You're not important to them. You've got to real. You've got to own every step that you can in the chain. Otherwise, you're at the behest of somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad you've seen this so early on in your pitch. Like you. Ah, you look. Can, next yep. people I'm talking to: San Remo, the Villies family, the Coopers people, Hags. But what what products though? Are you just for Hags? Yeah. I have no plans at the moment. For well, if you Bags. could create a pie, I mean, well, what's a pie that you haven't had? I've like, had all. I'm. I don't know if you can tell by looking at me, but I love no, I, no stranger pies. Mini pies. I tell you what, I would do with Vili's. Uh, 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 Vili pie. Actually, mini pies would be very good. Mini pies. They're. they're I've down twenty at a golf day once before. I would because they have the twenty four seven infrastructure down pat. They know how to do a twenty four seven business. Yeah, it's not an easy thing to yeah. to set up a nice place. We don't have like a proper diner in Adelaide. Like a place where you can get refillable coffee, and we've got a we've got a very large population of people who work remotely now. 
A lot of them have come in from Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to pay for office space, right? But they're living here. For, they've moved back home for cheap cost of living. Somewhere, excuse me, somewhere pleasant. Excuse me. Somewhere pleasant that they can come, like a US-style diner that doesn't close. Doesn't have to be as bakery. Yeah, like 24-hour. 24 24-hour. 24 like hour. Johnny's. Johnny's used to be uh, on Hindley Street. Yep. I don't know if it's 24. I, I took Nat on a date there once. Oh, that's far out. That's it was on Hindley Street? Yeah. Yeah, Johnny's. Yep, it's definitely on Harley Street. I did. They used to have a 24 7 The service was so bad. The service was so bad, we snuck out. <laughs> you just didn't pay? And that's why they went out of business. You've destroyed an Adelaide institution. <laughs> I can't believe I've. I've, I've it was so bad. I'm like. After no, all you've wait. done against shoplifting, for you, to, for you to say that, it's outrageous. Yeah, it was outrageous. It was, geez, that was going back. But I would, I would pitch that, that, that to Billy's. That would be 20 years ago. No, not quite. There not used quite. to be so many more fun things on Hindley Street, and now it is just hand jobs. <laughs> it's just a non-stop back-to-back hand job emporium. Every good business that goes, hand jobs take its place. Would that Hindley be Street. part of your um, shandy ha- hand shandy? Yes. Yeah. Would that be? We're going to be campaign? sponsoring the masseuses, the late-night massage parlors of uh, Hindley Street. Wow. No, I mean I. Ah, there's nothing to be. Everyone thinks Hindley Street's about to gentrify. So many people jump in with like a nice little pub and they think, now's the time. It's never the time. Hindley Street is the, it's always going to be the cesspool. I, I, what I used to go to. I love Hindley Street. The Rocks, but that's not Hindley Street. Dog and Duck. The Rocks and then um, Cargo Club. Mate, Cargo Club. Yeah, Wednesday nights, Cargo Club. This is, this is many moons ago. How, do you remember PJ O'Brien's being a thing? <laughs> Ladies night at PJ's? That was a big... No, no I, I went to something at uh, Marion, Sh- Shenanigans? No. I've heard of these things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm a bit older than you. So well, no, people used to do jokes about it instead, and I would not, like the Arca Bar had, a, had yeah. like a one, once a week. Oh, Arca was, like was a, a huge techno night once a week. It was a techno, what, upstairs at the Arca Bar? Yeah. With the th- yeah, straw ceiling? I saw Carl Cox mix there. Yeah, 100%. So we, that does not scream techno I know, as a venue. but it, it was. It they was used a to do cracking Tuesdays stand-up comedy at the Arca Bar. Really? 400-seat room, 26 people. Well, I saw Amos Terrible. gig uh, he did. at the Arkabar. He was great. It was really good, actually. Yeah, because it was sold. When it's full, it's great. But on a cold winter Tuesday with, you know, drongos coming in. <laughs> no, it was full. And then afterwards we went to, he goes, oh, I'm starving. And he was trying to make out time before he was catching an international flight. Yeah. So I said, well, what do you want me for? He goes, well, because you can hang out with me. I was like, okay. So we went into Chinatown wanting to get something to eat, like at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. We got in there and they said, got one minute to order. <laughs> and we're like, oh, shit. So we ordered and I kid you not, the food came out in two minutes. No. <laughs> they like, could do that all the time. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. And he, he looked at me and I went, Jesus. Um, Where did you go? Um, With Yingers? No, it was no, no, it wasn't open. It was just down the road. Had some hanging ducks in the window. Well, that does not narrow it down at all. Oh, oh, oh! Ching, Before ching, I forget, ding. on the performing, on the on the well, Amos the gig Chinese at the Arca, oh. we don't have a thousand seat venue. That's something that if anyone was going to invest in, Adela- what do you mean? So the American comedians come through yep. for a tour. Or any, anyone who wants to play a thousand seater, which is like a, a normal number. It's above where Amos was at. If Amos came back now, he might do a thousand seater. Yeah. Your your options are Her Majesty's Theatre, which is booked out two years in advance and they all do, you know, it's all like Mary Poppins and stuff. Or How big's that? That'd be 1,200. 
that's roughly the right size, but it's uh, it's super expensive, and they won't give it to a touring act, of which there are you know like eight nine coming right now just through the company that I'm working with, and the other one is the entertainment center where they used to do the basketball, I think, in the yeah. theater. Yeah, yeah. It's the worst space for performing. It's like a big school hall. Have you been in the AEC theater? It's disgraceful. It has no business being a space. Adelaide is – people who book shows here will skip Adelaide, not because people don't want to do a show, but because there is no okay thousand-seat room about, that um, they can book. Next to the new, new restaurant, Kin. Kin. On Angus Street. Um, oh, the royalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. how big's that? It's only like uh, four to 600. It's quite small. I love it. It's great. But if – I mean, if they could be bigger, that would work. Okay. Oh, that's something to think on. Well, and they often are being used for calisthenics. Oh, that's okay, their dance big, and that's cheer. Their, that's, that's the calisthenics center. Calisthenics bought it. Yeah. I was. I did my show there. I've never seen so much glitter ground into a stage before. Backstage, <laughs> only women's toilets and a hundred of them. Not one men's. Do you have any glitter jokes? Gary glitter. No, no I'm just joking. Glitter joke. No, do you have a glitter joke? Yeah, I've got one. Gay anthrax. No, like. Because it kills right. fish and that they does yeah. it glitter. No glitter. Yeah, after the Mardi Gras, no, it goes into the sewer system and it kills fish. Glitter. Um, I, I, you know what? I get punchlines wrong, and I tell you that's where Nat goes. You can't give away the punchline. Like there's a glitter joke, and it's something something along the lines of when someone's talking about saying, "Oh, you know, everyone's doing getting into something these days." And oh yeah, this my my wife. She's getting into. <laughs> Glitter, but glitter doesn't go away. It's like herpes that never goes away. <laughs> no, I see what you. There's something you, there. No, you're right. You're not wrong. I'm, I'm you're not wrong. Right I want to hear the way your the wife tells jokes. the joke. She tells it far better. It's there's something there. Uh, if I if I I'm, I'm very rarely run people for that. That's why quite. That was actually good fun. If I rang her and said, "Babe, what's a glitter joke?" Yeah, she would nail it. It's like herpes. The yeah. herpes of craft supplies. Yeah, like Someone there's something there that just anyway. All right, so look, enough about her. He's a bit close to the um. Is that too close? Um. Okay. All right. So we these were meant to be. I've been trying to do shorter podcasts. I'm shit at doing short podcasts. You don't edit them. No, this is straight cut format. Nice. Yeah. Look, you don't know how to edit the TikTok clips. Will hopefully be. (laughs) The TikTok clips will come from that, but. That, that's if we... Oh, we do have some TikTok snippets there. Put it on a poster. Oh, yeah, there's all the jokes here. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know what's happening. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, so we do do a bunch of um, things from it, but no, we don't edit. It, 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 the only reason you'll hear a cut in this edit is because something stuffed up with the, um, the the recording of a little bit of it. So, But no, we don't. But everyone I get on here asks them the same questions, and I okay. don't know, maybe one day in years to come it'll be good, but... I'm sort of getting to the stage the where questions? I stopped doing it. Okay, right. if you weren't doing what you're doing now, yeah. money wasn't an option, what would you be doing? Money wasn't an option or money didn't matter? Money does It's no option. Okay, I don't worry about money. Yeah, yeah you're a billionaire, trillion, quadzillionaire. Money yeah. doesn't matter. It, what would you be doing? I think I – can I – I'm not allowed to do the thing I'm doing now? Yeah, absolutely you can say. Oh, I just keep doing the thing I'm doing now. Funny, so many people on here say yeah. that exactly the same. No, because money is an option, and I was studying law. I got into a good uni degree. I've actively dropped out of like jobs that pay a lot more money than I have. This is the low. 
I'm living the low money lifestyle. It's uh, the for equation. What I could earn. Yeah. I can do something I don't like and earn really good money. Yeah. Or do something I love and not quite earn that money yet. I would have to earn so much money to make that. I'm not saying there's no amount of money I couldn't earn that would bring me happiness compared to what I got now, but it would have to be big, big yacht money. I'd have to have a huge. Yeah. Well, yeah. Talking yeah. about yachts. Mm. Weren't you planning to sail around the world? I'm still trying to buy a boat. Yeah. This is, so this is part of the catamaran plan. That's why I wrote the script. So my hope is that I get on the back end, even if I can just hold on to 10% and it's a $5 million movie, it's enough to buy a boat. There's a lot riding on this here. i got other plans as well. We're running an art auction, October 13. We've got so many great artists. We've upgraded. It was so big and successful last year. We've got a bigger venue this time. We've got more artists. It's all popping off. You just got to invite people with money. I believe you might have been out. Someone was outbid. You were outbid by members of your staff who formed a conglomerate <laughs> and bought a Pierre for uh, for five grand. I wouldn't have bought that. It was, I think it's worth more now. He's, oh, of uh, course it is. It's all they, worth more. They're hip kids. <laughs> they know what's going down. But I think this year we have a polling yow. I'm very excited. A what? You know Poe from MasterChef? Oh, yeah. She's a great artist. Mm -hmm. I just called her on the phone through a friend of a friend. I was like, can I have some art? And she said, yeah. I was like, I'm talking to Poe. I was so excited. Have She's you tried so cool. her chips? I haven't tried her chips. Have you got her chips in store? I got her chips here. I had her wedding. I'll take them. <laughs> I'll take them. I had, I had a wedding cake of hers recently. She Through a friend of a friend, she yeah. made a wedding cake. It was unbelievable. She's a real talent, and frankly, the fact she didn't win MasterChef, that I didn't need any of the food, I always thought that was wrong. Yeah. I remember watching that as a kid and being like, there's no way this Julie woman should be winning. She's not as cool as Poe. Oh, mate, the chips are pretty good, I'll be honest. They, I've tried the chips. Yeah, they're good. I've tried all the other yeah, chips. Well, I'll give you the chips so you can take uh, with you. You can eat now. I appreciate that. Yeah, they'll be coming. Okay. Can I say I like that you have all the Japanese coffees in a can? Oh. Coles Woolies, they just do two, three. You've got like eight. In every Drake store. Ones I didn't even know they had. Purple ones. Yeah, mocha. Yeah. yeah. I'm loving it. You salted caramel? Usually I just go the double, double espresso. Yeah, oh, but I'll be having the I'll be having the mocha. <laughs> I love the Japanese coffee in a can. That's the middle class Red Bull. You know why the cans are so thick? Japanese steel is different. No wait, you is this a joke? Is this about herpes? No, because they heat them up as well. So in the, in uh, oh, right. in Japan, you get a lot of the vending machines are hot, so the coffee comes yeah. hot. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you can just heat that up? Yeah. And still have a... Yeah, I right. don't know about microwave heat, but yeah, you can definitely... I think that would cause other problems. <laughs> yeah, but I don't yeah. want to get in the way of the questions. If you've got a... You're a busy man. I've taken up so much of your time. I've had a great time. No, this is, this is what it's all about. This is the best part of my job. I don't know. Those cars look like a lot of fun. <laughs> They're the. Uh, that's from doing proper work. That's all from. That's all, it all builds the brand. It all works together. <laughs> uh, yeah, some people appreciate it a lot, don't. Um, if there was one thing that you could do that would have an impact on the world, the mm -hmm. whole world. Yep. What would that be? Uh, I would get rid of. Sorry to make it supermarket related, but Western Star Butter have their product next to a spreadable nut butter, right? 
but the logos are the same. And for years, I was buying the spreadable stuff thinking I was having butter. It's not. It's some margarine spread that You're they concoct. I didn't know. I didn't. It just I said would, soft Western star. I didn't know it wasn't butter. Oh no! Whereas mainland in their spreadable one, that's a butter. That's a, just a butter in I a. I can't believe it's not butter. I would stop Western Star from perpetrating this lie. Not quite a lie, but Western this star. this ruse. Western Star beager. I'd have a, a go at Western mainland. Star. Yep. All right. Well, I'll put in a good word for you. I appreciate um, that. I love now, fancy what, butter. What do you, if there was a a young James McCann out there trying to come up the ranks, wants to be a writer or a comedian? Yes. What worldly advice could you give him that you now know that you didn't know when you were sixteen? Stay away from loose women. They're trying to get you off the off the right path. You just hold out and you wait till you find your wife, and you won't have so much distress. No, I would say. Um, Stay fit. I would say. Uh, I would say. Watch out. It's hard to lose weight. Easy to gain it. Just stay on top of it now. Don't make that error. I would say. Uh, work harder on your chest fundamentals. It's harder to get. You know, there okay. are parts of the game that you can't commit to memory as much when you get older. I would say. Uh, Join the Catholic Church now. There's so much more. Don't wait until you're almost 30 to become a Latin Mass Catholic. Get over there pronto. Start having grace affect you immediately. I say learn a foreign language, you know, and a real one that's useful, like, like French or Spanish. <laughs> I would say... Uh, this is lots of worldly advice. I love Oh, that. I mean, I had about 16. I, qu- I think I quit video games when I was 21. I just decided I wouldn't play them anymore. And that was maybe the best thing I did for my brain. I think they're, they're worse than hard drugs. Because uh, people on heroin have fun stories. <laughs> people who play a lot of video games do not. You know what? I've never looked at it like that, but you're onto something there. They're spooky. Yeah. I'm going to call Andrew back later. Sorry. My friend's calling me. He's a masseuse. Ooh. I'd say get a friend who's a masseuse. Look at, have you, look at this. Are you showing how buff you are? No, you exploding out of the shirt. Swollen. Look, swollen. What have you been doing with that arm? Don't answer. It's swollen. It's swollen. What do you mean swollen? It's swollen. It's a muscle, isn't it? No, that it's not. It's you feel it. It feels funny. Do you need to go to a doctor? Probably. Okay. It's a bit numb. Always go to the doctor. No, nah, never. I never, never, never. I had to get a late stage adult circumcision. <laughs> Always go to the doctor. <laughs> Fuck. No, it was better. It's better. I had to cut some off. Oh, some had to be removed. Yeah, but I I believe just in a couple circumcision. Yeah. Yes, they've. I've had my cock shortened. Yeah. Yeah, just because I was getting too full of myself. I needed to bring my oh. ego back down to a human I'm, level. I'm all for a, a circumcision. We have these discussions all the time. I'm. If I had to a the boy, daughters? which I didn't, well, no. <laughs> don't they call fucking? I don't even want to think what they call it. It's not what they would call it for kids, but women, the old, the the adults, they get, yeah, they call it fajuling or something, fajazzling, fajazzling, yeah. Well, they get some work done on their vagina. No, the, uh, labiaplasty. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, they, they, they can make it a bit smaller to make the guy feel more important. I say make it bigger. 
to make the guy feel like he has to work harder <laughs> to achieve greatness. Oh, okay. So, we and we have one last question. Okay. And it's nothing to do with that last bit of conversation. It just happens to be that I'm meant to be doing an hour. We've done two. If you died yep. and came back as oh. a board game or computer game, yep. what game would best describe James McCann's life? <clears throat> have you ever played Diplomacy? No, but far away. Uh, it's this like way. risk without any dice. Okay, yeah. So instead of dice, you just have arguing. <laughs> um, Is this made up? Is this no, a real it's game? a real game. Yeah. It's called Diplomacy. Uh, you start out in World War One, and it's just it's a it's a weird negotiation with seven people who are your friends at the start of the night, and not by the end. Uh, that's my favorite one. I don't know if that's what okay. my life would be like, but I love that game. Uh, Maybe my life would be like Monopoly. Yeah. You start losing early, and it's impossible to ever make it back in the long run. <laughs> well, I hope my life doesn't uh, end up like Cluedo. A man kills me in my <laughs> library with a candlestick. <laughs> That would suck. We've had Monopoly as an answer. Um, what would you? What, what's your one for the board game? Uh, for me, or the video game. Yeah, um, I go with Scrabble because sometimes I say things that are really profound and important, <laughs> and sometimes I say things that don't make sense, and sometimes I create up, I make up words and force up. other people to accept them. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's great. So I reckon Scrabble would describe me because you don't know what you're going to get and every time it's different. I'm trying to think of a better answer for myself. Scrabble's good. Yeah. I love. I mean, I love chess. Yeah, I'm a so big, strategic. Do you play chess? Yeah, I was, uh, I, I was the captain or vice captain of uh, school chess uh, when I was a kid. If you ever have me back, I'll bring a chess board. Uh, I I. Would be very terrible at that now. But yes, I tried it on the plane. You know, you get the I chess. I would love I to there. win a game of chess against one of our greatest <laughs> business minds <laughs> in South. That would be a big kick for me. <laughs> I just turn up here and I'm... Oh, thank God there's none here. We, we, um, we have in our business a Scrabble champion. And he just went over to the Worlds in Las Vegas as one of uh, 200 people in the world competing. It's a World Scrabble tournament? 100%. Yeah. And... What does he do for the business? I, uh, he's a so he's a project manager of pro, one of the projects, but uh, he's got a good architecture of uh, IT architecture as well. So he actually, I was jokingly going, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll do a Scrabble," and he has got Scrabble in the boot of his car. <laughs> I'm not so, that far gone. so he is prepared. Um, yeah. So I we, was really hoping it was like a shelf stacker. Nah. Someone who's just like nah, he, he very, he, you know, everything got, else is gone in his life except Scrabble. We, He's got, it's like American Beauty, but for Scrabble. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, we got many amazing, talented people. In fact, I think I should start a show of amazingly talented people at Drake's, but they're not their Drake work is the talent. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I mean, you've got good people. You've yeah, got charismatic we, people in store right now. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, we've got five and a half thousand team members, and there's so many amazing stories. Where does that put you in terms of employers in South Australia? Oh, Do you know that would I, we'd have to be the one of the biggest, if if not. Well, Coles and Woolworths obviously would have more, um, but independent wise, uh, there wouldn't yeah. be anyone near us. I don't think. Well, look, anything I can do to help you destroy well, the I've enemy and to uh, <laughs> ingratiate myself. Uh, and the Foodland people haven't invited me in to give them my ideas. Yep. So 
These ideas are gold. No doubt Jason's going to ring me back. We're going to tee this up, hand shandy, business going. How do you really feel about the feature film? Well, I'd like it's got a lot of good keynotes, and I reckon V will hit us up for the cash, and we'll be able to get it going. All right. I'm going to take that at face value. Uh, Let's do absolutely. it. Absolutely. Let's do it. Absolutely. V, I'll be on the phone every day trying yeah. to sort it out. Yeah, I think so. Jack will he'll he'll do some editing. We can, and your I'm mate can do the cinematography. I'm happy to have some of the um, street rappers in the picture, find roles for them. I'd be curious to see what this glove does. So once I have a look at the script, you know what? I've never read a script. It's, uh, I'm just going to make it Michael Jackson's glove. <laughs> I think. Well, that's the, it's the glove. I think that's the glove. That's fr- it's special. Is it a glove? Yeah, yeah, it's special. All right. Well, there you Thank you for it. having me on the show. I've had such a nice time. I... It's been a pleasure. I knew it'd be good. I'd definitely love to get you back again because uh, with your line of questioning, it really we answered none of us <laughs> our stuff, and I absolutely love that. The free form, the Shark Tank. There's so many things here that I've got um, a magazine for you. That fell out of my bag. That's yours. Okay. It's Agony Magazine. I want you to have it. Um, did you write this? I wrote one of the things in it. Wow. Just about how much I don't like the English. Is this, this looks a bit religious for my life. Eh? It does look quite religious. Yeah, it's a lot of people from the Latin Mass have worked on it. But it's not exclusively. Oh, it's like, you're going to love it. It was just in my uh, bag. Okay. And I thought, it felt rude oh. not to hand it over. Oh. Agony Magazine. Well, I'll give you a packet of chips. Oh, the polling yeah chips? Yeah. What is this? Like a, yeah. yeah. It's beef right. rain dang is one of the flavours. And a crispy honey soy. Is there another person doing a chip as well that I can compare it? Oh, uh, yeah, well, the Red Rock series always go to different chefs, so you'll be able to do that. Doritos have got their chef series as well. I'm so angry with Doritos at the moment. Fire away. You know how sometimes they'll have it like a charity? Yeah, yeah. The Doritos charity at the moment is suicide prevention. It's called Reach Out. Well, I don't know how good they think their Doritos are, but they're not that good. You reckon it's a mismatch? No um, one's standing next to a a building with a guy about to jump off going, don't do it, there's so many more Doritos for you to eat. It's insane. What do Doritos have to do with, I bet a lot of suicide notes are smeared with with orange cheese supreme. That's when they used to have good flavour. You think they've decreased the flavour? 100%. Now, is this part of inflation? That they keep the price maybe the same and the quality goes down? I think it's been a thing, but you're starting to see. The Snickers wrappers. Yeah, gone. The st- much smaller. It's all recyclable. It's gone paper. The bags. Yep. Can I? All right, here's a big. I just, one time, because it would be which wrong bag, not to do which it. Which bag? Okay, you got a Coles. Not you, obviously, but other people got a Coles. It used to be they'd give you a plastic bag. Yeah. Big environmentalist push from the big supermarkets going, we don't do that anymore. We're going to start charging for bags, and they're going to be, you know, if you want to pay a plastic bag, you got to pay the premium. Yeah. Well, then they get rid of the plastic bags. It's legislation. But yeah. they pushed for the legislation. They said we'll cooperate. There was, I remember it. There was a big project push. Yeah. And then uh, they came in here, but now it's all paper bags, and you still have to pay for them. Yeah, the paper bags cost more than the plastic bags. <laughs> but how have they managed to to take something that was on them? And they've managed to put it on the customer. It's easy because people will just do what they're told. Well, we need to rise up. Blood alone turns the wheels of history and have a little have a little ruckus. Um a hundred percent agreeance on this. Ah 
That's, I think this comes down to your. Have you seen net. the Cadbury's product? This is my last one. Which, They've got hey, the. New, it's one? called More. Yeah. It's the smallest. No, it's more, a, more, 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 more. More. I think it's called More. It's Cadbury's, yeah. and they're Moro? like. No, it's just called like more. It's like because they've got more stuff in it, but they've brought out a. It's a smaller block of chocolate. Oh yeah! Oh, the hedgehog. The, sorry, um, yeah, the hedgehog. I'm livid yeah. at the, the the making the sizes smaller. Yeah, but that's got more product in it. It's going to cost more. That's what it means. It more it means cost more. It always costs more. Everything's costing more. <laughs> the milk had. I will say, I had your orange juice. I had the Drake's orange yeah, juice. Yeah. I was blown over because it's no one, no one else's store orange juice is actual. Your it separates into two bits. Yeah, there's yeah. the pulpy Pulp. bit and yeah. the other yeah. bit. Yeah, I have to give it a shake. Yeah, because yeah. it's actually it's oranges. oranges. Yeah, real oranges. No one else is doing that with their <laughs> orange juice. I thought I saw that and I thought that's a beautiful thing. It's because you don't make enough money on it. On orange juice? Yeah. No, I remember when I used to work at McDonald's, they would never want you having orange juice so as your break drink. It's always Coke because they got to pay for the orange juice. Orange juice is the markup. Uh, well, McDonald's was my calling, so I missed. I reckon I would have been good at McDonald's. I reckon I would have. As a youth, you never got to work at McDonald's? Yeah, no. No. The process is outstanding. I know. Yeah. It's not too late for you to go and I know, there's undercover some, boss there's, at McDonald's. There's still something here for me, I think. What do you think? At McDonald's? Yeah, like I've actually put out there for McHappy Day. Yeah. Call me. I want to work. Have they not gotten in contact? No. You've got to get in contact with the franchisees, the individual ones. Oh. Head office is not going to. Mate, I shouldn't have to chase free work, should I? All I um, want is a McDonald's. Well, that's your gold. job. All, all you should I, be calling the McDonald's. All I want is a McDonald's gold VIP card, free McDonald's. Wait, is that a real thing? Yeah, I used to have one in the old days. The cops used to get them. What? Is this a real thing? It's a thing. I've never I heard of this. One. How did you get one? Got one. Okay. Yeah. Fifty percent off was the there's the fifty percent off gold card. I didn't know about this. Yeah. And what they just have to award it to you? Yeah. I was at school, so I would have been year ten when I was catching the train. But it's not for life. Uh or it wasn't. No. It, they ended up saying no more, and they probably could tell we weren't in the services as well. They could tell you weren't a policeman. <laughs> well, we were buying it. I said it was my brother. Yeah. But same I didn't thing. Know that they didn't care. It's not their business. Yeah, no, you want to get you want to get the staff to buy in. You know. Well, it's all bought. How do you feel about? I just to shout everyone friggin' McDonald's. How do you feel about employees having stock options? It's a great idea. Okay. I wish I could create stock options so they could buy into what we're doing because, you know, what we're doing now is just the start of what Drake's is going to be in the future. I want. We can't talk about the battle plan on air. We have to stop. I don't want to. I don't want you to uh, give away. Better, well, I, don't, I don't want people to hear the, the the battle plan to take over the country. So yep. we'll have to wrap it up. All right. Now. All right. <laughs> See you later.